motorcycles, and misfits. Coming to you from the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. So tonight in the garage, we have me, this is Eliza. We have Douglas. Hello. And then we got Zach. Oh, hi. We got Josh. Yo. We got Adrian over here in the corner. Last time I checked. Megan. Hello. We got Dr. Hardass. Howdy. Yes, it's true. It's now Dr. No. (laughs) We got Craig. Welcome back. And we got Knock. Hey, 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 hey. (laughs) Lucas. Smoke weed every day. (laughs) (laughs) Ding dongs. Cat. That's a hard one to get right. And Bagel. I am Bagel, and I approve this message. Zoe. Hey. Yay. Antonio. Brap. Hey. <laughs> uh, James. Hey. Donut is here. Hello. Mason. Yo. Jake. Hello. David. Good evening. Mary. What's up? Rich. I'm going to do check. <laughs> <laughs> electric Terry. Go electric. We have Jeremy. Why? Why, Jeremy? Why? Why? I don't know. I can't tell you. Isaac. Representative for the sweaty in the world. Bex. What's up? <laughs> Aloha. Next up, we got John Dalton. Hello. We got Andy. Don't forget about me. Norman Reedus. What's up? What's up? Hi. Thanks for having me. Charlie. Hi. Hello. Hi. It's me. Micah. Yo, yo, wiki, wiki. Uh, Naked Jim. Word your moms. Award winning Mike. Be, be, be. Don't look at me when I'm inside of you. Oh, <laughs> and then we got Hop Along Henry. Howdy again. Wow. <clears throat> What do you guys think of that? Wow. That's pretty cool. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. That's well edited. A whole lot of misfits. Oh. Wow, that must have taken a lot, lot of misfits. Yeah. I remember that. That's an yeah. island of misfits. <clears throat> yes, exactly. Hey, everyone. You sound like you're in a gramophone. <laughs> Welcome to the Motorcycles and Misfits 400th episode extravaganza. A lot of motion. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that intro, just a blast from the past. I edited together a whole bunch of past misfits. We've had so many. Knock, you got the 400th episode, bitches. I love it. And that's even on your TV screen. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, we got a bunch of misfits joining us here. Uh, some new, some old. We've got uh, a guest coming in, and then we've got even more misfits coming. This is a big, um, you know, congratulations to us and to all of our listeners, some of whom have been with us from episode one all the way through. So let's get to who is actually with us right now. Hey, everyone. This is Liza. And in the Zoom chat with us right now, of course, it's Miss Emma. Hello, darling. Hello. Oh, yeah. Hello. <laughs> and uh, let's see. We got Micah and Charlie. Hi, y'all. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> we did lots of motorcycle work today. We did work on motorcycles today. Mm-hmm. That's great. And uh, coming to us from his fancy garage, it's award-winning Mike. What's up? (laughs) Working on your bike, too. And in his bike shed, it's Naked Jim. Hey, peace, love, and ride dirt bikes. Nice. And uh, coming to us from, is that the luxury of your living room? It's Knock. What's up, Ding Dongs? Yeah, there it is. And then, of course, you know, everyone's favorite ginger. It's Bagel. Hey, hey, happy 400th. Also in his living room. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. And then the newest misfit, it's Rick. Hey, Rick. Hi, I'm Rick. 
<laughs> and then I decided to to unearth one of the old favorites joining us all the way from across the country. It's Zach. Hey, Zach. Hello. I am still Zach. <laughs> hey, Zach. I still exist. I, I was hoping do. for I exist. I do. I do exist. Yes. <laughs> um, you With guys. A very just... handsome beard. A very handsome yeah. beard, I must say. Zach's I was going to say he, yeah, he he looks very good with that beard. There's definitely more of you, Zach, than I remember, particularly around. Oh yeah, yes, yeah, this is as long as it's been a while. It's are, you, are, you, uh, are you a lumber, Zach? Uh, <laughs> no. I mean, I guess so. I am wearing flannel and have a beard, so I mean, I can't really argue. Yeah, lumber sexual. <laughs> yeah, lumber sexual. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm ready for another road trip. Uh, Emma, do you still have your pith helmet? We'll grab a school bus and <laughs> drive across Ohio. Wouldn't that be oh great? You know, the last, time the last time I actually saw Zach was that very fond memory of him on that big wheel. Just yeah. in oh, yeah. tons of mud in a field in Ohio. That thing was great. What a Mostly good time. Naked with a sombrero. Yep. And, uh, and silver teeth. That was the uh, round yeah. when Mad Max came out. You had that silver spray. Oh my that was, God. Uh... It did, <laughs> yeah. One of the yeah. most insane moments. Yeah, yeah, it does. It burns the lips and teeth very much. Did, did you say witness me? Uh, yeah. Did you say yeah. witness me? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. Didn't you do it, Zach, while you were doing a burnout in the burnout competition and the board lit on fire? Mediocre. Phil was doing a burnout. I think I might have been on a milk crate. I'm not sure. Yeah, exactly. Taking all the burnt rubber in the face like a man. The funny thing is is people didn't realize what it was. So there's some people who were like, are they huffing paint? Like, what are they doing? (laughs) You know, whenever the misfits... Lies is in the back like mediocre. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Who's in the house? Yeah, whenever the misfits get together with the Cleveland Moto gang, fun ensues. And usually there's crowds. There's usually crowds to witness. I'm like, what is happening? (laughs) Yes. It is a lot of fun. Um, wow, you guys, can you believe 400 episodes? You know, I just remember sitting in the garage as we do on our garage days, wrenching, hanging out, just telling stories like we do and, and just saying, it'd be really cool if we could somehow share this with the world, you know, and, uh, who'd have thunk it'd be all this time later. And so here's a little blast from the past for you. Our first episode ever. And... We didn't yet really know what we were going to call ourselves or how to do this whole podcast thing. I remember it was Megan and Zoe and I sitting around a little microphone in the garage. There's still people putting tools away, ignoring us. And this is what you got. Welcome to the Santa Cruz Recycle Motorcycle Garage. We like to refer to ourselves as mechanics and misfits. And that would be Josie the cat. We're, um, the Santa Cruz Recycle Garage is a nonprofit motorcycle garage that I, Liza, own and opened up to help other people work on their bikes. And there you go. That is what started it all. And I remember having that, that idea like, oh, I know we have to make the sound better, but I think by the 10th episode, we'll have it down. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, 400 later, not even close. We're st- still working on it. Still working close. on it. 
Exactly. But what a crazy thing. And like, I know each of you came in at, at different times. Um, I think who was, I, it was either ba- a bagel or knock. I think one of you were like the early, early, uh, people to come in a few episodes in, right? Yeah, I just kept showing up to do the podcast and not actually help at the garage <laughs> because I'm a weenie like that. You just want to play podcast. Yeah, I would like to hear the sound of my own voice, and I realized I shouldn't be hearing the sound of my own voice too much because it's not so great. But like, I decided to stick around anyways. And I was like, oh, these guys are kind of cool. <laughs> I remember that because the first time you actually helped somebody with their motorcycle, I was like, holy shit, he actually knows how to do stuff. <laughs> and bagel you came to us uh via cleveland moto right yeah yeah i heard about uh, heard phil mention you guys on his podcast and i had just moved to santa cruz then and uh from from the south bay and and my first thought was what why have i not heard of this place before i have to go check it out and next time i was there and and just like this place is awesome. I need to keep coming back here. And you invited me on the podcast and I've been coming ever since. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Jim, you got drafted in from your daughter, Jake <laughs> and Emma, same too. I don't think Emma had much of a choice. Some of you just kind of got pulled in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's, it's, it's like a planet and we're just spinning around and then eventually, you know, gravity just sucks us in. That's well said, Emma. Yeah. Yeah. I used to ride my beach cruiser by there, just happy and content going to the beach. Next thing I know, I'm busting knuckles and bleeding all over, you know, cylinder heads and whatnot (laughs) down at the garage. Draft is a good word, though. You kind of get into the the slipstream of the garage and and it does kind of pull you along and you you tend to speed up. I think uh, I think that's a good analogy. It's it's actually a drain. Right. <laughs> drain. Some people can like flow right through the drain, then some people get clogged and yeah. then you're stuck. <laughs> Tinkers and floaters. Yeah, you gotta keep yeah. flushing. Let's see where you're going. But um much as I love the museum, you guys are a lot more fun. Aww. So yeah, I fo- I followed the fun. Well, and when you think about it, too, what I love is the whole concept, you know, motorcycles and misfits. I always say, because look at us, right? What a bunch of misfits. Shower of shit. (laughs) (laughs) And and that is the thing. I just love that the the common love that we all share, uh, you know, is what brings us together. And then you get people like Micah, who, uh, I mean, Micah, you just came and started hanging out. And then I, I like to think that our passion kind of spread to you and you got the same passion as well. Right. I mean, I'm definitely one, um, to kind of go where the the fun is, um, where I find the interesting stuff. Um, I remember Liza for the first couple of times that I was coming to the garage, I was just there as Charlie's girlfriend. And I was very nervous around all cool motorcycle people and (laughs) owner of the garage lady would not talk to me because I was just the girlfriend (laughs) who didn't ride any motorcycles. And then once I started getting into riding, I, uh, I realized that it's not that Liza didn't didn't like me. It's just that she didn't doesn't care about things that aren't motorcycle related. <laughs> Micah, <laughs> no, I mean, I've been of Liza for a long time. <laughs> no, it's because like you, you you weren't in the fold. We didn't have anything to talk about. 
Totally, absolutely. Um, and it made made me make sure that when new people come to the garage, I am very kind to them. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> you ride motorcycles? Mike is like, no, no. And then you fuck it, he walks away. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember the first time Zach showed up with his little porn stash. He's like, I just met this guy up at uh, Pergolisi. He told me to come check it out. Yep. Pergs. And then I yep. think, yep. how long was it before you had a bike? <laughs> Next day. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, because I, I, I came there and I, I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'd heard about it from, jeez, uh, I guess his name is Thor and, now. Andrew. Uh, Andrew, yeah. yeah. Um, and I showed up and, you know, I, I was like, ah, oh, maybe I'll go by. I don't know. And I walked by and was like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll go in. And like, was like, oh, yeah. Kind of think about like a Honda Shadow, like, oh, we know a guy. And within like 40 minutes, I was at Mason's house looking at his uh, VT500. And I think I bought it the next day and showed up with it the next Sunday at the garage. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. And it just went downhill from there. And then uh, Mike, I remember, Mike, the first episode you were on, that was, <laughs> remember the Christmas episode where we Thanks had like Christmas. 21 mics set up? In that? Yeah. That, it, <laughs> it, I, I heard about it from, from Zach. I was actually yeah. looking mm -hmm. for the vampires and I wanted to give him a piece of my mind. Uh, they weren't showing up for the rides, and then he was down there with his little what is that 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 beater uh, leather jacket you had, rolling yeah. cigarettes, smoking coffees with his leg crossed like this, like he's in France at Pergolisi. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm here, I am on my shiny bike. I cleaned for like the second month in a row, getting looking for these vampires, and I'm like, you here for the ride? And he's like, he's like, I don't know about anybody ride or whatever, and I'm like, well. What do you mean? Like, well, and he's like, well, I know some of them vampires are down at a garage down the street. And I'll never forget him looking at me like, I don't know if I should bring this guy there. Like, <laughs> I, I, I just like feeling like you had a hesitation about telling me about it because you're like, I don't know. <laughs> you know? But yeah. And then so protective, the you know? Yeah. And then I, I was like, I was so excited. I ripped my bike back to the house to be like, Marie, you got to come down to the garage. You got to check this place out. This is where everybody is and they're riding and there's bikes everywhere and they're having a party tonight, a Christmas thing and giving gifts out. And they invited us. She's like, why did they invite you? <laughs> I, I mean, that's why I want to bring you. I, I want to bring her to soften the blow. So but the next thing you know, she's riding, right? She started yeah. riding bikes. Well, she's riding because Cat was riding, and and uh, and she didn't want. She didn't. I don't know if she like you know visualized herself doing it, or she was content to ride on my bike. But I remember like kind of just you know, hey, you should you know be cool if we could ride together and do some stuff and. And I remember she was on the back of my bike and we were riding with Kat and Kat was in front of us and she was just ripping on that bike. What is that bike called? Fuego or something like that? Oh, yeah. That was that our R6? Pele? Pele. Yeah. yeah. And I just remember her like feeling her like leaning over, looking over my shoulder. And I'm like, that's it. You're in. <laughs> You're in. That's so. Yeah. Yeah, we've we've had a lot of we had had a lot of really cool shows, fun shows, done a lot of stuff. Um I wanted to um ask some of y'all what are some of your favorite um guests that we've had on? I mean, I'll say for mine, I've already got a list. Um I mean, Craig Vetter was a big one. He was the first like AMA Hall of Famer. I mean, these are people I was nervous to get, you know. Uh I mean, Debbie Evans uh, stunt woman that was one on my list for a long time gary davis uh emma wasn't that amazing going up to his uh, garage? that was just yeah it would that was a good show all around um 
Eric Buell just recently, what I loved about him is realizing he's just another guy who loves two wheels just like we are, you know? He's, yep. he's just a guy. I mean, some of these people are geniuses or, or you know, great uh, have done great things like, you know, Elspeth, you know, going around the world. But when you start to talk to them and they're just people who have the same love as us. I want to hear from you guys. And also joining us is Kat. Hey, Kat. Hey, y'all. Hey. How are you? Hey. See you. Meow. Uh. <laughs> um, we are just taking a walk down memory lane right now and talking about some of our favorite guests and shows. Anyone want to chime in with some of their favorites? I've got one. So I remember when Jocelyn Snow was on the podcast, it was pretty early on in my writing career. And she walked in, um, this tiny <laughs> five foot one lady. And I was, I was really excited that there was like a woman coming on the podcast to talk about her motorcycle stuff. Um, and Liza told me specifically, you should stay for this podcast and listen to this one. Um, and I remember like just hearing all of these amazing feats that she had done on motorcycles and just was blown away. And I still talk about her constantly in my classes. I tell all my students who are uh, shorter, especially women, that they can do anything that they want on the bikes. And I give them the tips that I was taught from Liza that she was taught from Jocelyn about being a, a rider with shorter legs on bigger bikes. And I think that that was like one of my my favorite podcasts ever. Good. Anyone else got a favorite guest? Uh, I still geek out over what Cody Webb can do with a bike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's such a nice dude. Like, yeah. He's like super nice and super down to earth. And like the dude just like defies gravity every time he rides. And it's just like mind bending. And get, it was super cool to meet him. Remember when I think it was the second time is he on our show he talked about taking his final for his graduating college and oh, then yeah. getting on the plane to go race in Ayersberg and not sleeping yep like that's yep. something i love that that education was important to him as well and he was able to excel in both things which is like and didn't crazy. he didn't he build an electric bike for their uh, electric dirt bike for their project yeah exactly yeah cool and that's dude. that's the program that jeremy is in now actually building right. uh, like rock crawlers and stuff bagel how about you what's been one of your favorite guests um <clears throat> i would have to say one of my favorite guests has been our our friend moin khan yeah because Ooh, yeah, the, right the times on. where he's been on and where we've talked about uh pakistan have been just such just the pictures the, the mental pictures of 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 how beautiful it is there and talking about it have just been so great and i'm so thankful that we we had the opportunity to connect with him and and go over there to to see it ourselves yeah i mean i remember um having him here and just talking about how he's trying to change everyone's perception yeah. and inviting them over and i just remember saying to him there i'm like i'm in i'm doing it i'll do the next next tour and look how like i'm now i'm going on my third trip micah you need to come september you need to sign up for the trip i am definitely interested if i can figure out the funds and all that stuff i'm i'm in is that a women's only trip or that is a women's only trip but there are plenty of other trips um, all right, so i'm not into that trip <laughs> <laughs> well you know um you can oh, drive behind that attitude, charlie you can drive behind them yeah yeah, so I'll tell you who one of my favorite guests has been on um, on the show, and I think all of us. Um, I mean, I mean Norman Reedus, that was 
that was pretty big, right? Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty cool. Uh, I mean, how just the whole thing that was so cool. The fact that you know to be chosen to be on on the show, and uh, uh, and to meet him and find out again, he's just like another just a, a biker, you know. Yeah, uh, and he t- he took the time to come on our show too, which is really cool. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, I like, like, like what makes everybody cool to me, no matter what you do is how you are as a human being. And he was like genuinely curious in what we were doing. He sat down Indian style on the, on the pavement and <laughs> asked each of his questions. And it like, like the most sincere kind person. Um, that, that's what really struck me. And he's like a super cool dude, but you know, none, nothing's cool if you're a dick. And he was such a, a cool guy to be around. Acting. Yeah. And the other thing too, I, I think we all learned he likes to hug. Yeah, he's a hugger. <laughs> he's a hugger. I remember, he's a hugger. Uh, I remember how, like, it was a big deal surrounding the show, and I think that that was pretty uh, an exciting part of that whole thing was, like, the setup for it and, and how we had to orchestrate, like, you know, getting the garage ready and, and all the preparation. It was pretty exciting, you know what I mean? Because it was, you know, we, we normally had some, you know, some pretty big guests in the motorcycle world, you know? I mean, maybe some of the other guests, too, you know, are just... I've done a lot, but it was just uh, interesting the way we set up. Can I say one thing though? Um, Paul Brown was one of my favorite guests. Uh, And I'm not to take away from Norman, but I will say that um, I don't think that it was the most memorable podcast, but I just remember how he came in and uh, you know how I always talk crap, like he wasn't taking none of it and he was giving it right back. And I'll never forget that. (laughs) Some people will be thrown off a little bit and they're just kind of like, what like they don't really know how to interact you know or something i think we were uh, emma i think we were talking about shrimping right in the beginning and he was like <laughs> oh, okay yeah. i see he what this like is all it. about <laughs> he was just and he was just throwing it right back like he like he's always been here he knows the deal he fit right you know? in that was pretty yeah. cool but i remember uh with uh, norman when we were sitting around because he's so used to the camera i think we were all just kind of sitting there and he came up and he was like uh, he's like, what is this, an AA meeting? <laughs> we're, all just, we're all just sitting around my engine, just like quietly, just like uh, contemplating what was happening. And he was like, he just was very comfortable and, and uh, he was very easy to be around. You know, he didn't make it, you know, something that it wasn't. You know, he, I don't know, I thought he was a great guest. And then the entourage, well, yeah, and then the entourage showed up. It was cool. Yeah, yeah. I was, I, and I just I remember uh, going for the ride and and knock being the first to realize that we have a police escort. He can do whatever he wants. He starts doing wheelies. Looking shit. On West Cliff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't put that on camera. I felt bad about it. But that's okay. That's okay. Maybe I was showing off Attaboy. too much. Attaboy. Knock, they can't take it away from you. Knock. You're not. You're not easily impressed. Who's been one of your favorite guests? Uh, Wayne Rainey was actually was yeah. one of my favorite guests. Oh, yeah. bitch! And that's right at the museum down yeah. in Moto Talbot. Yeah, mainly because it's like he's like a GP racer, international, famous, world, you know, renowned racer, and a guy who basically was died doing what he loved, kind of a thing, you know. And uh, and he was like, he was really down to earth, really mellow, really chill, and he's a, like a like real motorcycle guy, you know. And then to be able to go over <clears throat> to his race bike at the museum yeah. and to like talk about stuff on the bike, like that was so. That cool. was cool. I yeah. was looking at that picture the other day. All of us were kind of around him and the bike down at Moto Talbot. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I you know, know this show has definitely afforded us some some really cool insight in meeting people. What you got, Jim? You know, I tell you what. Like, it's not one podcast because all of them are great, but it was. It was us just traveling around, like me and you, Liza, and sometimes Knock, and sometimes everybody else. And we would go somewhere and interview somebody on the fly. 
or we would be at like the one motorcycle show, right? And we would be standing somewhere, meet someone and interview them. So I think some of my, the most memorable stuff was the stuff we did on the fly, because not only did you meet interesting people you wouldn't have met otherwise, Julia, you know, Julia La Palma, just the one, I can name a few. And, but then you get to learn about motorcycles. You get to ride somewhere. You get to do a trip. Like we went to AIM Expo, mm-hmm. right? And not only did we see cool bikes, but you won like almost two grand in slots. We had a great <laughs> meal. Oh, shit. <laughs> but I think my, my favorite right. podcasts are the ones that we just show up. We just meet, we just ride somewhere on the bikes. We show up and things happen. And it, that's always my funnest part. Yeah, that was a good stake, man. Emma. That was some serious lucky stake. <laughs> oh, Tower, yeah, son. Emma, how yeah. about you? I know... Uh... I Hello, think I know, I, th- I know Elsbeth and Wes Cooley are two of your favorites. Well, I mean, let's talk about those two because they are my favorites. I mean, Wes was a wonderful interview for me just because he's been such a hero of mine for so long. I mean, my admiration of Wes Cooley really dates back 42 years, which is a long time to think anybody's great. And he's such a gentleman. He's, he's, he's such a neat person. And that's what everyone is saying. You know, we, we, we hold our heroes in very, very high regard. But we find out that just like the rest of us, it's great. Um, but Elspeth is head and shoulders above every other interview. Mm-hmm. And not just because of the circumstances of the interview itself. We've told this many, many times before that Elspeth gave the interview from her bed. It was the coolest thing in the world. We did a Zoom link and she put the phone down and you'd see a sort of arm <laughs> go across or, you know, as she, she was gesturing when she was talking. But I want to go back even further than that to a couple of, I think probably a month after you all visited the museum and you kept on bugging me and you said, Emma, you've got to be on the show. You've got to be on the show. And I was putting it off because I'm like, you know, these guys are kind of intimidating and I'm not sure whether they'll want to go over there and I'm happy in the museum. But I finally decided to come over and go on the show and I wanted to bring something. And so I thought, well, who shall I talk about? And I'd like to talk about two pioneer women motorcyclists. And the one was Beryl Swain, who used to race at the Isle of Man TT until she was banned. Mm-hmm. And the other one was Elspeth Beard. And up until that point, nobody had ri- in, in our circle had heard the name Elspeth Beard. So that's why she's kind of my favorite. You know, and I, I think for if we asked listeners, I would say some of their favorites are Emma's history holes and just the stories that she tells. Pe- people who weren't physical guests here, but they got to learn about them. Well, you know, it's it, 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 with uh, Bessie Stringfield learning about her. Yeah. That was yes. One yeah. This is what I've kind of I I've tried to convey all along with my history holes and just how I approach motorcycling in general. (laughs) We have to be very respectful for what we're doing because we're a tiny part of this incredibly rich history of people who've gone before us 
and messed about with motorbikes. It's an amazing history, and we're part of it. We're as much part of it as the Elspeth Beards, as the Bessie Stringfields. We've all got our part to play in it. But it's it's such a rich tapestry of people. It's a wonderful thing to be involved with. I wouldn't change a moment of it. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing I, I love, too, is all the different people we've had on this show. And I'm so glad to get people, you know, like Kat and, and Zach back. And, uh, you know, I think... Um, throughout the show, we're going to have more and more people coming in. I've reached out to a lot of people, but it wouldn't be a show without Norman joining us. Hey, Norman, how are you? Uh, oh, hey. come on. Stop it. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Can you hear me? Yeah, hey. we hear you. Got a Slayer shirt on. I knew you were cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, thanks for joining us. You know, this is our 400th episode, and we're taking a walk down memory lane. And, and you know, our number one most listened episode, and one of our favorites, was with you. So I wanted to invite you on and be a part of the reunion. Uh, you guys are drunk. That's what's... <laughs> <laughs> we're getting there. That makes eight of us. <laughs> we're getting there. Nice. How's everybody doing? Have Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, same yeah, to Christmas. you. Yeah, Christmas. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I wanted to do a catch up with you a bit and, you know, say thank you very much for uh, choosing us to be on, you know, the number one episode, season one, episode one of Ride with Norman Reedus. No one knew what the show was going to be. We didn't know what it was going to be. And then no, to no, finally no. see not only what the show was when we were on it, but all the seasons since then. And it's really evolved. And I'm really it's still enjoying it. How about you? I, I'm still enjoying it, too. You know, we had a can you hear me? OK? Yes. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah. I, you know, we it, that that uh, that show kind of constantly evolves into something else um but oh man am i still on this yes you're yeah. Still yeah. yeah oh there you are so i'm in costa rica i have the worst wi-fi oh, wow oh that's terrible uh, oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i saw that episode it's terrible yeah just kidding just kidding uh, yeah ride is doing great we uh you know we just did six more episodes we shot two in new zealand and then i went to los angeles uh, and I was only supposed to be there like eight days and I was supposed to go to Italy. And then uh, AMC called and said, you're not going to Italy. Italy is, get, is under it right now. So I kind of got stuck in Los Angeles for the most part for almost a year, I guess. So then uh, uh, we did a, we did best of episodes. So that's what I've been working on now is best of episodes of that. So, um yeah, so I, I was curious though. Did you have much uh, say in in choosing for the first episode, or was it just uh, the producers that that we got lucky with? No, you know what, the first season of the show was a little different than what than what it is now. But mm -hmm. what they do is they they throw a bunch of stuff at me, and then I say that sounds fun, that sounds stupid, that sounds <laughs> fun. I'm not doing that. I'll do this, um, and we kind of take it from there. So. Uh, yeah, thank you for being on my first. Uh, you guys were my guinea pigs, basically. So we must have <laughs> yeah, checked the great. stupid box. They're like, they're stupid. We'll go do that. <laughs> you guys got the thumbs up, sure. Um, but yeah, we had a different showrunner in the very first episode. The first season gradually became a show that I really liked, and then uh, and then it just keeps getting better. But but we had a we had an original uh, showrunner that 
I think he just wanted to make a gearhead show and I, you know, I kind of wanted to have more fun with it. So, uh, yeah, but it, it, the first season was great. Uh, uh, second season, it's, it's all been fun. Yeah, so, I've, I've been very lucky. I even, I think the, the fourth season, the last season got even better. I mean, some of the places you went and uh, I mean, like sumo wrestling in, in Japan and just all these really cool culture things, not necessarily. Um, oh, my God. The, the, the little go-karts in Japan. That was ridiculous. Oh, yeah, Mario Karts <laughs> yeah. in oh. Japan. Uh, I wanted to know what have been some of your favorite places, because you're somebody who has traveled extensively, been around the world, and you're still discovering new things. So what's been some of your favorite episodes? Uh, the Costa Rica episode was one of my favorites, except mainly because of the guy I brought with me, uh, Dom Rocket. He's been yeah. uh, a friend of New York mm-hmm. forever. He's like a real friend of mine. Um, and we just beat the shit out of him. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, oh, on the I dirt mean, bikes. <laughs> yeah. On the dirt bikes, he fell. And at one point, at one point he, he flipped a quad. And he laid on his back screaming. And I started doing donuts around him and just throwing <laughs> <laughs> oh, him. Uh, he, he chipped a tooth. He, like, knocked a whole tooth out. By the yeah. Hell yeah. He tried to super glue to super glue it back in. Like, Did um, you say he bit a cobra? Coconut. Coconut. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> He's a wild guy for sure. Um, Sounds like a good time. That was good. Japan was good. Florida was good with Peter Fonda just because it was Peter Fonda. Oh, um, Rooker. Uh, Rooker was great. Well, he, I thought Rooker was great. He's 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 one of my favorites. I talked to him last night, actually. Um but he, he was one of my favorites for sure. Yeah, I, I, you know when I found out he was going to be my brother on Walking Dead, I was like, Port- "Henry Porter, a serial killer!" I was like, "I was so excited." <laughs> I know the well, the Rooker episode when when you stop at his cousin's house and it's full of dolls, and I was like, "This took a weird turn." Yeah, you know that was an accident. <laughs> yeah. We were just driving down the road, and she was out front, and we weren't supposed to go there. So. Uh, yeah, they were really. She was. She was like super camera shy, and then she like warmed up right away. She was, she what was I, what I liked about that Rooker episode, the first, the first one in season four, was um, you hop on the bike, you're getting ready to head out to where you guys do the filming, and you're like, I roll on the throttle, and everything melts away, and I'm like, hey, that's what we said in our little episode in the first season. Oh, right so, on. Yeah. I thought that was cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Like everybody, that's like that's the universal thing. You hop on the bike and. Everything melts away. But it was funny to hear you say that when you were riding through. Don't through you know. Maybe I got that from you, but maybe it went into my brain. <laughs> Run um, with it. Run with it. Yeah, for sure. Spread the love. Yeah, so I noticed, so you, uh, when you're on the episode, you're riding uh, Triumph, and there are different Triumphs around the world. So um, I, is that a bike that you love riding yourself? Yeah, I, I love that bike. You know, I, I it was my first time to ride it was on the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were supposed to like, you know, switch bikes all the time and have a different, you know, three bikes an episode type of a thing. And one of the bikes was that Tiger. And I was like, wow, I like this bike because, you know, it, it can go anywhere. You get on the freeway, you can yeah. climb a mountain on it. It's just comfortable. And I'm sitting on my butt like all day. And, uh, and you know, the next season after that, they were like, you know, maybe we just – make it like a man on his horse traveling around the world on his own horse, you know, which was cool for me because, uh, uh, you know, sometimes I'd get on a bike, I'd, I'd be like on a hyper motard or something flying down the freeway, like wobbling in the wind. And I'd be like, this isn't the bike for this thing, you know? And, 
and that bike can do anything. So I, I really do like that bike. And we're, we're sponsored by Triumph. So, yeah. I got a question for you. Every time I hear about the, the, the Triumph Tiger, I, re I remember uh, a ride knocking I did up to Oregon. And your buddy had that one. And I'll never forget. It was every time I hear that, I remember him being like, oh, I just got this bike. And it's really good. But, like, the stock seat is horrible. You, do you remember that knock? And he yeah. was complaining about that. And his helmet was too small. But I think his head was too big. You know? <laughs> yeah, change his pants. I don't know. That bike's super comfortable. <laughs> so I've heard uh, in interviews that you have a few bikes yourself. And I'm curious, what is in your current stable now? I have 12 bikes. Uh, That's it? Nice. Yeah, Produce one shy, one more. You end up with all these bikes. Uh, I have a 46 Knucklehead, which Ooh, is nice. super nice. Um, I have an FXRP. I have two FXRs. Um, I have a little mini bike that was uh, given to me by the Slow Adults, you know, that group. Uh, I have a, a, a Yamaha a dirt bike, a two-stroke. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe six tigers at this point maybe more i keep giving the tigers away don't tell anybody <laughs> uh, yeah i got a bunch of bikes i have a little dirt bike here in costa rica a little 250 uh right on i'm about to spray paint um yeah yeah i, I, have, a, I have a couple of bikes so so what's on the list what do you not have yet that you want um you know what's coming is uh how do you say that aprilla is that how you April say that bike yeah Aprilia, yeah, I have one of those coming. Uh, they reached out to me and offered me one, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Oh, the I'll new take... uh, adventure bike? Uh, no, it's a uh, it's a proper crotch rocket. I, I forgot the name of it. Uh, it's, an it's, it's the fast one. Yeah, nice. it's the fast one. Yeah, it looks mean. It looks a little terrifying, but I'll have fun with that for sure. Well, I know that um, you have the, the new season of Ride coming up, and I'm hoping that the show continues. And I thought I'd give an opportunity to our misfits to make some suggestions to you about places they may, may like to see you go. Anyone have a yeah. suggestion for Norman? Go ahead, Jim. Okay, I'll go. I got one because um, I do love watching them. I love all the seasons, it's, it's, and I like the whole variety of it. But um, I'm going to try to set the bar high here. I'm thinking like it's a whole season, right? Not an episode, but a season. It's you got to think a little. You got to think a little <laughs> long way around. It's going to get dirty, but one of our best podcasts. And I know Norman, you guys do a lot of stuff with charities. You like to eat food. You like to be in nature. All those things. I think we check all the boxes. I think stupid shit. I think we got that one checked. Um, <laughs> but we did a podcast with Rally for Rangers, mm -hmm. and this is a program where they protect uh, some of the like special places in the world. And it started in Mongolia, kind of Mongolia, China border. Wow. And there was a guy that went out there, a doctor um, who was helping out. And they realized that these guys rely on these small dirt bikes to get around to watch for poaching, illegal mining, etc. Right. And they don't have enough motorbikes. So it's a program where you pick up a dirt bike, you go to Mongolia, you ride it a thousand miles and you drop it off to a ranger who then uses the motorcycle to tour around and keep an eye on the place and, and do all that kind of stuff. Ooh, so anyway, that's, 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 that's my, my suggestion. And if you need a sidekick, you know, I got, I'm comic relief. I think I can, I can handle that. So <laughs> Dude, it's a day. that sounds like, that sounds like a great episode. I love that. Love anyway, there's, there's one. All right. Anyone else got a suggestion? 
Seconding Jim's idea. I think that's brilliant. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Um, I'd love to do that. Oh, I think you should do a scooter episode with uh, Bagel. I think you should hop uh, yeah. on a, like a like an Italy tour <laughs> with Bagel or like wherever the f- I can't curse on this one, can I? Wherever, <laughs> you know. And then you got to listen to Bagel the whole two weeks. That should be the show. <laughs> That's a good point, Norman. Do you, do you know about the scooter cannonball? These these. No. Yeah, these idiots ride cross-country on scooters. And Bagel, he did it one time, and he left here in California and rode up to Alaska and did an iron butt just to start the rally. Wow. Yeah, hardcore scooterists are pretty badass. Yeah, like a 250. You know those things don't go over like 55. I have one one that goes like 70 miles an hour. (laughs) It's a racing bird, but racing minigun. Terrifying. It's it's, it's, it's it's a wheelie death machine. What? It's, it's so scary. Yeah, That's and the awesome. torque on the just when you try to kickstart it, it, it like throws you in the air. It, it's <laughs> scariest motorcycle I own. Yeah. It's is it it's one of those little, bikes? Big fun. One of those little two strokes. Yeah. And yeah. It, 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 it's but it's a they race it. So there's all these racing <laughs> parts on it. That I don't yeah. even know what it does, but it. I'm trying, well, right now there's the guy that does the motorcycles on our show, Walking Dead, he is putting an electric starter on it because it's it's a knee breaker. Trying to start that thing. And, oh, yeah. Uh, well, that sounds really cool though. We had, we had to change the motor because the, there's no there's no spot for the uh, the electric start, whatever the fuck makes the electric start going to the thing at the bottom. It, yeah. Oh, it's a good band. I'm not supposed to cuss, right? My bad. No, you're hey, good. You're good. Yeah, you can cuss. Okay. It's a cuss. Oh, I thought we weren't cursing because Norman was here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, <right. laughs> Only me. We were just going to let you drink that. No, and I love that you've um, included a lot of our friends on the show. Like, um, uh, it was it Mike who was talking about Paul Brown, the dirt bag in San Francisco? Yeah. That was really yeah. cool. And then I think you even stopped at our friend Elspeth Beard's tower in, in London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. How, how do you guys know Elspeth? Oh, she's a friend of ours. She's been on the show. And she, no I actually way. rode with her in Pakistan. Wow, wow. Yeah. yeah, you know, um I, I went to uh, her house, her lighthouse. Yeah, it's a uh, water tower. Water tower. Water tower, that's right. Yeah. And uh, and I was trying to get her life rights and I somebody got her life rights before me. Yeah. So I constantly check in and, and they're like, They haven't done anything with those, right? Like when's that when that when does that expire? I still want it. But huh? I wanna make a movie about her. Yeah, she's she's pretty cool. Wow. Um I'll I'll let you know if I find out anything. Uh, from that but i know somebody said that they were had the movie rights and she was yeah, excited cool. what a great story she's a real cool person um anyone else have any suggestions it doesn't necessarily have to be motorcycle but a place that you can ride to and experience a really cool culture well you know if we if we're on the subject of england the next time you're in england norman if you time it right you should always go to the goodwood revival which is great i mean goodwood mm. is a racetrack outside London that's really locked in time. It shut down for real racing in the 60s and lay pretty much preserved. And so once a year, they have this thing called a revival where everybody wears 1960s clothes. Any vehicle younger than like 1965 can't get in. So it's like stepping back in time and the bikes are just out of this world. Wow, that sounds great too. We did England. It's a party. Wet. Yeah, it was wet, wet, wet. <laughs> I was going to England's say, always wet. Episode, the car. 
Yeah, I, that sounds like a great idea. I would love to see that. Well, one, yeah, of, but- one of the things that I think is really great for the show that allows you to do and what we've seen, um, if you take your helmet off and you go to, a, uh, you know, in a crowded place like some of these cool bike shows or something, it's really hard because you get mobbed. But when your helmet is on and you're riding, you're just another biker out there on the streets, you know? And uh, that I think that's really cool that you're able to go so many places and do things. Um Let's see, I'm trying to think. Oh, so my recommendation, as I said, I rode with Elsbeth in Pakistan, and I actually do um, moto tours, women's moto tours of Pakistan. Bagel's been there on his scooter as well. Northern Pakistan, the Kurukaram Highway, is amazing. I mean, it's just amazing, but not just the roads, it's really the people. And it's one of the only places in the world. You've traveled a lot, so maybe you can tell me, but the, it's the only place I've been where complete strangers, and some of these are just goat herders living in a tent you know they come out and they thank you for visiting their country they just thank like you new in new york we're like don't turn around and get out of here <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly so i'm i'm curious uh did anyone else have any other pitches this is your chance i've got one, I've yeah. got one. um one of my favorite trips that charlie and i have done we went to holland to visit some of my family oh yeah and we went rented uh 125s for two days and so i had an mt 125 and he had a K- I had the ktm rc 125 the thing was sick i tried doing burnouts couldn't do it <laughs> well they but gave, it was awesome they gave him one with a brand new motor also which is terrible they made a huge mistake yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was an amazing trip to just be going. We basically yeah. followed the dikes all the way through from Utrecht Wait. all the way to the. Oh, no, sorry. Different. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the rivers, like the Elgin. Yeah, uh-huh. like... Um, Calm down, Liza. All the way to the, uh, the, way to, the uh, to the border um, of Germany. And we actually went and stayed in Germany for a, a night as well. But that was one of my favorite trips, just being on these tiny little motors. Well, they were they were full size motorcycles, but they were one twenty five four stroke one twenty five engines. We were like, we wanted to rent those because we couldn't get them here. And you can just hold the throttle open yeah. as long as you can. You're not going to go very fast, but you can do all the fun twisties, well, and it's, you can yeah. see as far as um, as far as anything because Holland has like one hill, um, <laughs> yeah, and it's a hill. It's not a mountain, so you it's it's beautiful. That was one of my well, favorite trips. I, I wanted that. just to like. How how far can I just keep the throttle all the way open on these like twisty roads or whatever? Yeah. It was a lot longer than I thought I could. So that that's a good little bike episode. Great. <laughs> yeah. That sounds I'll get the biggest guest I can find. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Norman, uh, something else that I like about the show is seeing you ride different styles and seeing you ride dirt bike and 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 see your love and passion for just all things two wheels and that's what we all have in common here too be it scooters or harleys or you know little 125 ktm we love it all uh something i'd really like to see and want to know have you been on the track i'd love to see you do a track day not on a motorcycle i've, I've done it on with cars a few times never yeah. on a motorcycle I, I i mean this is completely not motorcycle related but i I drove that electric Porsche. Oh yeah. Oh. You ever been in that thing? <laughs> no. Oh. Yeah, last week. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah, yesterday. <laughs> I was <there> last week. <laughs> I spilled my out. chili dog on it. You should, be, you should be like giving out like psyche valuations to sell those cars because they're death machines. 
<laughs> and, like literally you punch it and your head hits the seat so hard that your neck hurts good it, that's my only <laughs> but it was terrifying but no i haven't that's done i feel on my z1000 that's what i would okay. love to see like um last yeah. last week on our show we had uh, uh oh, no i have what am i talking wait, about yeah you, so we had uh josh hayes and melissa paris two racers um that's something to get you out there with like you know legit racer who can like teach you the basics and and see you out there flying um i think that would be a great show i mean have you you've never done a track day at all really no, I, I have done a track oh, you have done with, a track day yeah i forgot i didn't dave chappelle and i did a track i smoked everyone uh Nice. But but I, I not professionally, just like dry, riding like an asshole. I, I smoke that. <laughs> is, like knock. Is there any other kind of riding that you haven't tried yet that you want to? Uh, what do you mean? Like um, uh, trials or are there any other styles? Flat track. Yeah. I would love to do the flat track. That'd be fun. Um, I, I would even do the, uh, what do you call it, with the snow tires on the ice. Oh, the, the ice? ice oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I would do that. Yeah. Very slow. Okay. I got, I got one more, Liza. Oh yeah. It's a little closer to home, a little simpler, but okay. one, one of our, our, our mottos, Norman is live to ride, ride to eat. Mm -hmm. So Liza. That's and I, his, I think have, that's his too. <laughs> yeah. Right. So we developed our own little, uh, little ride. Uh, you've heard, you may have heard of backcountry discovery routes, right? So through New Mexico, Colorado, all this ADV stuff. Now that you have a, an adventure bike. So we have a little ADV ride through uh, Santa Cruz, North Monterey County, beautiful vistas of Big Sur, where we mm. sample about how many stops, Liza? Eight or nine yeah, food stops. Yeah, we had stops. like eight or nine food stops. So we had pie at Gizditz Ranch in Watsonville, Gilroy garlic fries, Watsonville for Castroville. tacos it was. We had strawberries in Watsonville. Yeah, Castroville. Oysters on the coast. Yeah. So if you want just a quick weekend getaway, come down. We'll do a little adventure ride and grab some food. I love that you went someplace just for garlic fries. Oh, That's yeah. Kind of oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we can ride the fire roads above Big Sur. Well, I would like some dirt too. roads in Big Sur. These are all fun ideas. I do all of them. Um, yeah. And along the lines of flat track, um, have you guys ever seen Speedway Racing? It's. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, Norman, yeah. do, you know what, do you know what Speedway is? Fuck brakes. It's, uh, it's, it's like flat track. It's oval, but it is no brakes and it's one gear. Oh, wow. And it's got these weird looking bikes. Emma, how do you describe the bikes? Uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're a bike unto themselves. Yeah. Um, they've been dominated, of all people, by a Czech manufacturer, by Jawa, for many, many years. Um, but the single cylinder, four strokes, very, very high revving. And it's a similar style to flat track. You steer with the bars, but you kick the back out. And it's all about sliding. But Norman, do you, you know, do you remember that episode in Japan where you were drifting? Yeah. This is the motorcycle version. Wow. So it's like, is well, it like, like the, peg, bike? the pegs are offset, like so you lean over with it. Yeah. So um, yeah, I want to know what 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 are things that you would like to to do on the show that you haven't been to? I would like to go to Vietnam. <gasps> I think that yeah. would be yeah. I'd like to do Vietnam. I'd like to do Cuba. <laughs> um, but so about Vietnam, I, you know, I I was speaking to uh, I was, who was I talking to? Matt Dillon or somebody like that who just directed a movie there, and he was telling me about 
Vietnam and just how beautiful and how all these motorcycles are like, they, they take different pieces from different bikes and they make these little chop shop bikes. And uh, you just, you ride down, you know, the rice fields of Vietnam. It's supposed to be insane. I know people have done tours. Oh, no, it, wasn't, it wasn't Matt Dillon. It was the dude that directed uh, Godzilla. Uh, I think that was Knock. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hey. oh Knock too? Yay. Lisa, I get a question. Can, you Can I ask you a question real quick? Yeah. What, uh, so now that you've got a couple seasons in, right? And I mean, you ride on your own personal time just because it's something you, you know, you enjoy doing. But like, you know, normally, like I don't do any of the shows that you do, but I've been in an accident, you know, on the road twice. And then like, that's a normal thing. It's not normal for everybody. Some people are more safe. But have you, uh, what's like the most crazy thing that maybe hasn't, we haven't been able to see on screen, like accident wise, where you're like, oh no, like I need to, Maybe take a break for a few weeks, or I don't know, something crazy. What are you talking about? He's got he's got a stunt double for that stuff. Uh, you, you know, my stunt double does he does uh, drone shots. I when I leave, smoke cigarettes. Yeah, but the uh, the I haven't had any big accidents on the show. I've had big accidents in real life, um, but not on the show. That the the worst little thing that has ever happened to me on the show is. I kept flipping on Brent Hines' seat heater, and uh, we were in New Orleans, and and he figured it out and chased me onto a freeway, and then pulled up, and I was on a ditch, and he pulls up next to me and starts punching me in the arm, and he falls into me. Oh. We both slide into a ditch, and I gashed my leg. But in real life, uh, I hit a car. Uh, these two old people pulled in front of me while I was about to zoom onto a freeway. And I hit the front of the car and I kind of flew over the car and I could see them watching me sort of in slow motion. And I kind of landed on my head and slid. And then uh, and then I, I had to hide the, I laid in the ground, this is in California, and I laid on the ground kind of just twitching. And people <laughs> drove by going, sue him, sue him. But no one fucking stopped. Right? From my arrest, so I had to push uh, the bike into these bushes and I went to, uh, a very famous actor's house who wasn't famous at the time, but I pushed the bike in the bushes, went to his house because it was right there, and I sort of laid on his couch all day. And then years later, this guy becomes famous, and I read in a magazine an interview with him, and he told the story as if it was his own. And oh. I was like, okay, no. Oh. Um, then uh, I've had a bunch of near real problem things happen. Uh, I, I was flying down the freeway, also in California, and there was flashed, uh, I'm sorry, uh, flat metal, like somebody ran over metal, so it was super flat. And it was freeway like this, and it kind of went right over my head. I, oh, I, I saw it spinning, and like some a car hit it and went spinning. Oh. And I literally was headed right for it, and I just, I just hugged the bike and ducked my head under the fairing, and it's like, huh. But uh, that, was, that doesn't happen in Northern here. California. I'm just saying, if you ride up here with us, <laughs> you don't have to deal with that shit. Metal on the road, old people hitting you. You know, it just yeah. it's nice and chill up here. You know. Yeah, you know? I, trust me, I don't live in California anymore. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that was a scary one. I, I feel like everybody has that slow motion experience when they're looking at the person in the face, and you almost want to be like, "Motherfucker!" You know, <laughs> like as you're going by, I'm like, "Why did you stop?" Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, I almost crashed into my neighbor's kid like that. 
Well, Norman, I know I don't I don't want to keep you too much longer. I want to thank you for joining us on our 400th episode. I mean, you've been a big uh, part of the show, and a lot of people discovered us through your show. So I want to just thank you in person. Um, I really appreciate it, and and I look forward to season five. Any idea when it might be coming out? Nope. Nope. None at all. No, so, I, I know it's, it's in the editing process now, but it's kind of like yeah. best of episodes, except the two that we went to New Zealand right before uh, the COVID hit. Well, I'm so but, glad uh, you were able to get some film before everything. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to get back out there. And thank you for having me on your show. You guys have always been really cool to me. And you guys are a lot of fun. Oh, thanks, yeah. man. Good holidays, everybody. All right. Thanks, Norman. Yeah. Yeah. All right. See you. Holidays. 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 Appreciate it. <laughs> Hi yeah. guys. Slayer. Hey. Hi <laughs> guys. Have Bye. a good one. So uh, we've got some more uh, misfits who've joined us. We've got um, well, there's Unky Phil. Phil, how you doing? What's up, big heads? What's going on? Hey. So where are hey. you? I'm in Yo. the frozen ice planet of Hoth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks good. There it is. There it is. There you go. There's, there's a little right. salty for the goodie. For the people who can't see, for the people who can only, can only hear us, can somebody please describe what we're looking at? Yeah, so that, that right there is, that's what happens at uh, AMA Vintage Days, season AMA Vintage Days right there. Oh. That's a... Uh, that's myself and Naked Jim. Uh, <laughs> we were having uh, what we like to call an AMA pinnacle, like one of those. <laughs> true, we were we were walking with giants at that moment. It was a moment, <laughs> and I, I would like to point out, aside from my obvious um, naked nakedness, that you have spray painted yourself in Isaac's honor because you lived, you died, you lived again. Live again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a doozy uh, of a night right there that was a doozy of a night right there that's as soon as the spray paint comes out you know it's going to be a good night I'm yeah. gonna tell you, guys, you guys all know and zach was there so. i was there i was like is this the aftermath yeah yeah <laughs> it was something yeah the fact that the fact that that night started great and then became epic uh yeah i don't ever remember sleeping so <laughs> well, and, and also joining us, it's Mean Megan herself. Now we got to call her Mommy Megan. Mommy Megan. Oh. Hey, Megan. Hey. hey, hey. Hi, guys. Hey. Hello. Look who you got hey. with you. I Another dirt biker. Say hi. Oh. Hey. Hi. Hi, oh hi, Elliot. Hi. Hi. Elliot, hi. <laughs> I built my share of motorcycle. Hi, Elliot. <laughs> Megan, you missed it. I at the beginning I played the the intro to the first episode where we ever did, whereas you, me, and Zoe just sitting in the garage talking around the mic, and uh, we called ourselves mechanics and motorcycles because we hadn't yet figured out what we were going to call ourselves. <laughs> but was the did you clean up the audio at least? Oh no, it's horrible. There's people opening drawers and it's clanking. terrible. They were ignoring wow. us as we're trying to record because the garage is still going it's on. Sincere. No, mechanics. <laughs> Really strong word. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's so nice to have you back on here as part of this reunion. Yeah, it's great to be back. Thanks for inviting me. You yeah. know, we've had so many misfits along the way, and Uncle Phil. I mean, you're a misfit. You've been on our show a bunch of times I, now. I feel it's so funny because when I saw this, when I when I clicked in, I didn't want to be a dick because Norman has the room, and 
the funny thing was I was like, I was like, oh, Micah, Charlie, oh, my God, Zach, holy shit, everybody's here. And I was so overwhelmed. And I was just like, and then I got to the bottom and I was like, oh, knock. OK, whatever. <laughs> baby. And as soon as I was, as soon as I realized that, I was like, oh, my God, Megan's got a baby. That's amazing. Well, this is really a big deal. You guys, 400th episode. It's it's just the coolest thing in the world. Can't can't possibly say enough. Oh, man. I mean, you've been there with us. You started before us. Uh, if if you uh, if you <laughs> if you guys didn't drink so much, you probably would have had four more uh, more episodes than us by now. You guys know that we took a time out <laughs> due to Dustin having a, uh, an uh, intervention with alcohol, yeah. you know, so like so we did we took a time out. And so there was a, a big, long period of time where we didn't have any episodes and we lost a ton of our episodes. So uh, we had to fight to get those back and our podcast listeners helped us out. But you guys will know that I've always considered you guys, you know, part of our family podcast. Like you guys are where I want to be when I'm not in Cleveland. So, you know, you guys. Aww. Are- <laughs> we want you here too, uh-huh. Phil. You guys talk a good game, but fucking Mikey three times over there has always been my absolute, like one of my absolute favorite people to hang out with, Emma and all you guys. And I have loved every one of you as often as I can. So we always have an uncomfortable futon for you over here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And you know, it's funny when you think about going back to like the beginning of our show and, and yours, there was a handful of motorcycle podcasts back then. And it was just us, you know, sitting around and like just, shooting the shit most of them were like two people talking over skype or something and now i think somebody counted there's like 150 motorcycle podcasts or something now wow holy jesus yeah i mean that's that's crazy there there are there's a bunch of them i keep discovering new ones um i mean there's only a handful that been you know been around but i do have um a fr- you know, another podcaster sent a message I want to share with everyone. Well, uh, hello, Misfits. This is Moto G. Pete from the Nokomoto Podcast and your other host from the Nokomoto Podcast, Swiggy. Yo. Sending you a 400th episode congratulations message. And I, it feels, I don't know if how long it feels since we were sending you a super thirsty ass-kissing 300th episode congratulations. <laughs> Yeah, it kind of feels like 1.92 years ago. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. So, uh, again, you guys, uh, 400 episodes. Wow. And you just continue to set the bar so high and yet also so low <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Either way, we will never exceed your standards. All right. Here's the 400 more. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Hey, awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate oh, it. Isn't that Thank awesome? You. The Nokomoto guys. So, those guys That's were cool. chill. Uh, we met them in Vegas after you won that that fucking uh, slot machine thing. Yeah. And we invited them over to the restaurant. So we, we gave them our leftovers because we couldn't finish the ginormous <laughs> fucking steak that we ordered or whatever it was. The seafood <laughs> tower. Whenever yeah. I see seafood and tower on a menu, I'm in. I'm in. That is what hooked you. As soon as you said it, didn't matter what the tower was. Yeah. If the food had tower, we were going in. Going yeah. in. 
Food tower, bring the food tower back. <laughs> Meat trough. Like that's I think it's funny on. that there's any opportunity, whether it's a, a race or, or Portland, which Portland's epic. The one show is just probably one of the best shows mm -hmm. I've ever been to. Like the kind of thing that if I can go there, that's one thing. But if I can go there and know that the guys from Noco Motor are going to be there or know that there's going to be somebody from the Misfits there or the guys from Cafe Racer Podcast or the Wheel Nerds, knowing that those guys are going to be there makes it that much more exciting to see old friends, hang out and then get super duper loaded and turn the microphones on. And go to a Chi Chi bar with bagel. <laughs> oh, oh my god you guys okay hey, for the record yeah i will still send money i'm sending money to portland right now for maggie the stripper because i feel like it's my job to keep those folks doing well so that when we go back there next year that that strip club will still be in business and we can get that awesome food because it was really all about the food Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, bagels, bagels also sending money there too. So maybe you guys can set up a fucking joint thing. Somebody's got their doctorate degree by now in Portland. Hey, and I, I wanted to say also joining us, we got James. Hey, James, how you doing? I'm in. I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Good Congratulations to see you. on the 400th episode. This is a big. I know milestone. it's ridiculous, right? Yeah. Um. So I wanted to see, um, you know, we talked about some of our favorite events that we've gone to. I want to know, we talked about AIM Expo. That was a lot of fun. One show, AMA Vintage Days. What are some of the other um, events that you guys have attended that you really love? Babes. Babes right out. Ah, good one. Good I mean, one. Vintage Days, obviously. <laughs> I mean, AMB, AMB Vintage Days just trumps everything. It does. It's like you can't even consider yeah. that one. It's that good. Though one year I'd like to get Phil out for the quail. I would too. I would love yeah. to do that, guys. Um, that's that's something I've watched my friends go out to the uh, quail. Jesse Bassett from Gasbox. I've had some folks show up and tell me it's like they're like you got to get out to the quail. You got to get out there. And I would love to come out with you guys for the quail. That would be the coolest thing. Yeah, you know, the funny thing is, and I talk about, you know, the thing that binds us is that we all have this love of two wheels. And you go to something like AMA Vintage Days, and you got just people being drunk and silly and kids, and it's like this total mayhem. But the, again, the thing, the common thing is that these people love two wheels, and we'll talk about anything two wheels. And then you can go to something like the Quail, where you have these, like, well-dressed rich people and very high-end cars and you're eating food on plate with silverware and and service but it's the Pinky same stuff. thing it's the it's same thing it's all biker trash it's all biker trash it's the same thing irrespective of what level it is it's biker refuse i can always <laughs> rely on jim just jim just sitting down at somebody's table and starting a conversation with them yeah, it is all well, motorcycles. It's easy. It's you know, the other event I like, Liza, and I think a bunch yeah. of people here have been to it. And I think, Phil, you guys, I think every town in Ohio has it, and maybe a lot around the country. But it was Bad Matt's New Year's Day flat track. <laughs> so this is a local guy who had some a little bit like a couple of acre lot in San Jose, which is kind of rare. And every New Year's, it was a family friendly potluck get together where they had a tiny little flat track. So I think it was what, 150 cc bikes or less. And you just raced around in a circle all day long, in and out, and had food and drank a little bit. And it was a great way to spend New Year's. Yeah, so I, I love those kind of events, the little hometown stuff. 
You know, the first time I went to fucking um, oh. Bad Max, <laughs> I was so nervous about dirt biking, and then I, like, finally, the track was clear, and so I got on, and I did one lap before fucking Cody Webb jumped no. out. It was Dion Campbell. Dion Campbell, yeah. And I was Dude. like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I think Dion Campbell, Michelle DeSavo, I think. Yo, I and was Yuri Berrigan. I was on the track with Yuri, Michelle, and, 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 and them all at the same time. <laughs> And, and I was doing every, all I was doing was weaving back and forth, trying to fuck them up. That's the only way I was doing. I was not doing, I was just like, fuck this, you know? And I kept turning around. And then when we got off the track, she's like, oh, she's like, yeah, never turn around. Just look forward. I'm like, fuck that. I'm keeping you guys behind me. That's the only way I could do it. You know? They were bad, dude. They're so competitive. It's not even fun. It's not even like, oh, cool. You're not that good at riding. I'm just going to like play around you a little bit and let you win. No, they're like fucking racing everybody, you know? Yeah. As soon as Dion Campbell uh, like uh, was like going around me and I, I could not do it. I, <laughs> he passed me once and I was like, bye. See well, later. That, that was fucked up because it was like Micah had just started riding. It was like one of the first times in the dirt and like we had cleared the track so she could have a nice calm moment around the track to like feel it out and learn it. And then they're like, the track's clear. Let's go. <laughs> you know? What a sad. Well, and I, I wanted to take a second to catch up with some of the misfits who we haven't heard from much lately. Um, Kat, I want to know, uh, what have you been up to? I know you're still working at, up at zero motorcycles. I am. So I'm a NPI engineer at zero motorcycles now. Um, nice. And I, basically just work and uh work and then work some more <laughs> and <laughs> that's my life um i still have an outrageous amount of motorcycles i now have zero added to the fleet though so yes that's fun um and i live with um justin, justin. Hey. hey your co-star from motosexual hey. yep <laughs> And uh, we we play video games and we wrench on our bikes and I think we have how many and you wheelie past my fucking house. That's what you do. This I see you motherfucker coming <laughs> by. I can, I know Make every news. time. <laughs> so we're also now neighbors with Mike. Um, it took us like a month and a half to figure out where he actually lived. <laughs> But now, now we know where the rest. Yeah. So you do <laughs> blaze him. That's pretty. Because awesome. I'm on the straight part of the road where people pass each other, so they yep. come up, and it's like you guys have already been wheeling for about a quarter. Like, and I know it was fucking you because I heard an electric bike too with them. So I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> when you hear an electric bike going by, you know they're going fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Zach, how about you? Looks like uh, you too. It's a lot of the misfits returning. Looks like they're in domestic bliss. Zach, what you got going on there? Uh, so this is Alice. I live with hey, Alice. Alice. Oh, yeah. uh, What's up? Known each other for a really long time. So we're living in uh, Northampton, Mass. Now, um, I have a I have a real programming job now, which is great. Um, I'm still riding the same SV that I had out there. Oh <laughs> yeah! Oh my god! But now it has a race pipe and is 
pretty much as close to a race bike as entry level race bike as you can get without spending a whole lot of money. Nice. I remember you trying to wheelie that thing on Westcliff. Like we would get out of the podcast a little boozy and go down Westcliff, and you'd be trying to wheelie that thing. I was like, awesome. (laughs) Yes, I I almost twelve o'clock at once, and then I almost, you know, I chilled out with it because I, you know, got a little bit too close, a little bit too close. Yeah. Are there any right. tracks nearby you, or are you just no. uh, you just hopping it no, up for, for fun? It's, it's, no, it was like a, I, got, I got it for free. Uh, like a guy, like you know, <laughs> who lived off the street was like, "Oh, you want this SB that I chained my Triumph to?" I'm like, "Sure." <laughs> and so now it's just kind of like a project. It's like you know, sure, I take this like SB with like ninety thousand miles on it and like turn it and just like throw race parts on it and whatnot because I was like, you know. Was that the same bike when we were riding out towards Yosemite? You were sitting Indian style on it, smoking a cigarette. Yep. That was one of the coolest <laughs> things I've ever seen. We're doing like eighty <laughs> on those those rollers going through like Auburn or somewhere towards Yosemite, and I'm like, motherfucking Zach sitting Indian style on his motorcycle, smoking a cigarette. I think he. I was gonna say, I think you rolled it, didn't you? Yeah, probably. No, no, no. I had a pack, but uh, no, I, I, I had this huge cop shield. That like and yeah. you just like hang out and just like chill, no problem. The riot shield on a motorcycle. Yeah, basically. basically. Well, you still have the, the clip. Do you guys still have the risers with the dirt bike bars? Or did you put clip-ons now? No, it's got it still has ATV bars on it. Yeah. What? Oh, what about the That's piston? You still got that piston? Now. The piston with the LEDs? No, 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 LED, no LEDs. <laughs> no, 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 oh. no. Not like my LEDs. Not Florida Miami style. I'm talking about. The little uh the pistons you know with the, the reverse. you're talking about yeah. the spark plug caps no 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 he made this badass thing out of like a little mini piston from like oh, a, 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 a oh i still got that oh yeah for sure yeah that oh, shit yeah, was so sure. sick i don't know he drilled out the that. top of it and put all these colored leds in it yeah yeah it's that, still very much like that though my trail tech is dying now so i think oh, well. i have a zach trophy here that he gave jake Oh, exactly. Actually, now that yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, about, yeah. can you see this? Oh yeah, he brought know. the welding yeah. game up. Oh, there you go. Definitely, when we made our look at the, look at the, the work that like oh, the, the wire, the words. Yeah, yeah Zach, for you. When misfits, oh, but not forgotten. Does that say misdepraved? <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is the recycle that's, garage. That's enough. <laughs> well, and I'm hoping that we'll get to see you and, and Alice at the next AMA Vintage Days when when everything is back to normal. Yeah, I would love to come visit when everything's back to normal, either in Santa Cruz or see you guys there for sure. Yeah, you make sure you drag her. Tell her to stop being so shy. (laughs) (laughs) It's a, you know. Come on. You're a misfit too, Alice. Admit it. We've been hearing about you for so many years. I feel like you're part of the group. (laughs) Even though you took him away from us. Yeah, exactly. That's okay. We'll forgive you, but. Just a little. Well, and if we're talking about uh, who's in, you know, bliss and has a family, Megan, you want to tell everyone what's going on with you. Uh, I have a baby. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> Oops, look what happened. What you, well, Liza, when a man and a woman get together and they love each other. <laughs> 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 a strike comes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody does. So um I haven't been doing much. Um I quit my job. I had a baby. I live in Morgan Hill. Um he's pretty cute. <laughs> oh 
Hi. Yes, he is. <laughs> Hashtag mom life. Well, and you you married up in the motorcycle world because we actually had your your do we call him partner significant other? What what's his official title to you? Uh, I don't know, just Jason. Baby daddy? Yeah, there you go. Your baby daddy, Jason, uh, who was on when we talked about uh, um, suspension not too long ago. Yeah. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yeah, so you married well. So what's what's in your garage now? Do you have, what what bike do you have? Well, I only have one. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's my 2017 FZ09. Jason yeah. has like a bajillion bikes. Every time we see a different bike, he goes, oh yeah, I've got one of those in my storage unit. And the list goes on. <laughs> Wait, storage unit? <laughs> oh, we may have to come uh, do a visit. No, you don't want to. It's a complete shit show. Yeah, it's <laughs> anxiety every time more it. exciting than it is. What? It sounds more exciting than it is. Yeah, it really is. Charlie can tell you. There's like crackheads and... Well, you're like, oh, I'll go over to Jason's shop and drop up some suspension stuff. And then all of a sudden you're at like a storage unit. You're like, am I in the right spot? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then there's like people getting in fights and like yelling at each other. It's pretty great. Bum fights. Well, I I think that you guys will uh, appreciate. So for Christmas this year, it was just Christmas this weekend. So my my nephew Enzo, who's eleven, uh, for Christmas he gave me a slip and slide. He said, "Here, it's for the garage because I know you guys like to have fun." <laughs> I think he's seen some of the pictures of the baby pools and such that have happened and the burnouts. You guys, we've had. You got to bring cat bat for a special appearance. Without grass, like grass is the critical element of a slip and slide. Dude, we're, that's we're, a luxury. It has a backyard. Yeah. You're right. I think I'm going to bring it to AMA Vintage Days. That's what we need. Ooh. The slip and slide. The not a slide. We'll put a sign on. It's not a slide. <laughs> bring the lube. <laughs> the entire How place was a slip and slide. Motorcycle powered, like drag across. Oh, so no, Rick. So what you don't know is when we're at AMA Vintage Days, one of the things that Phil's famous for, so we're over in the camping area, but it, I mean, AMA Vintage Days, I don't know if you know how big it is. I mean, it's, it's huge. It's massive. Um, And we'll set up on the camping site and there's these roads go through the campgrounds and people just go up and down them. And Phil will put out a ramp, right? Like on cinder blocks and paint on it. Not, not a ramp. (laughs) <laughs> and it, it's amazing how many people will take it yeah good yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. a sociological yeah. test yeah exactly it's pretty much a looks like a bunch of ramp to me <laughs> i always thought we were just drying Once off the plywood the... challenge Once you put and it'll be it'll be, a, it'll be a 275 pound dude on like a, a honda cub <laughs> or it might be a six-year-old on a two-stroke. Like you'd never oh, yeah, know. One or the other. I'm into it. Yeah, totally. Hey, I have a serious question. Okay. H- has anybody ever come by one of those? What do you call those fucking trucks that that haul cars and put a bunch of cars on the back of it? Two car tiers? hauler. Car hauler. Or, there you go. <laughs> has anybody like sat there and driven by while the thing was like sat and flush and there was nothing on it and just like contemplated? <laughs> like, yeah. Every oh, yeah. yeah. fucking time. Fact, like, you're just like, I wonder. <laughs> like how that would work or when like, they tilt I the flatbeds yeah i think yeah. 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 Like, do you ever like fantasize and just think like am i that guy could i make your that? knievel yeah. mind goes into gear yeah totally 
I even in a car, I don't give a fuck. I'd be in my work van and be like, I wonder like how fast I would have to get to clear the front of the cab. The Astro van goes 65 miles an hour. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word. Hey, um, um, I, I have some interesting information for you guys. I thought I'd share, uh, since we're you know, reflecting on 400 episodes, um, our top five episodes. I'm wondering if you guys want to take any guesses of what they might be. Norman Reedus is number one. Yes, that is true. <laughs> yeah. Top five most listened listen to episodes. Dylan, 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 and Dylan. I don't know what you said. <laughs> it's a Chappelle show reference. Oh. <laughs> so I'll, I'll go oh, with Knox, Knox reference. Yeah. Um, Wayne Rainey. I think Wayne Rainey was a, a good one. I'll, I'll run with. Yeah. Um. Wayne Rainey was not in the top five. It was one of our top well, ones. Definitely Norman Reedus. I think that's one of the top ones. Yep. Yeah, his well, cat already got that one. one. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, oh. Elspeth Beer. Getting... I, you know, another great one of our favorites, but no, actually, what? besides Norman Reedus, the other two, three, four, and five were all in the past, I want to say year, like, hmm. yeah, past year or so. I'll just tell you because it's interesting. Um, number two most listened to episode of all time, and uh, Jim made mention of it earlier. Number three fifty nine, Rally for Rangers. Uh, wow. Plus Corona Bike Week, and if you guys remember, this yes. was significant. This was the last episode we did here in the studio. Oh This wow. was right before yeah. Corona hit, and we were talking about Corona Bike Week, like. This is when people were talking about um, should you go to Sturgis or not? It was Daytona. <laughs> right? it was Daytona. Oh, that's right. Daytona, Daytona. happened. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Should you go to a, a, you know, a bike festival? It and... worked out fine for Florida. They're good. <laughs> <laughs> but good thing everyone did learn from that uh, when Sturgis Bike Week came around. Oh, right. no, they didn't. No, yeah. they but that was significant. That was the last time we were all here. And, and you know, as... I mean, that's something that I know I miss a lot. And Phil, you've had opportunities to get your group together, record outside, but it's something I definitely miss having everyone mm. here and having that camaraderie and, and the, the chemistry that happens. Yeah, I'll be the first to tell you that the podcasts that we do on the Zoom feel like um, Steve says that he feels like those are 30%. He feels like they're yeah. only, no matter what we do on a Zoom cast, we can't ever get above 30%. And it's because of that, there's that missing feeling of love. There's that missing feeling of being in the same place at the same time mm -hmm. um, and being able to bounce off of each other and all that kooky shit. And it is, it's it's the kooky shit. It's just being stupid. It's, um, it's the dumb stuff because we get, as human beings, each one of us has our own gravity and we want other people to be in our gravity. And that's what all of us and so when you put a computer between us and you put you know three thousand miles of fiber between me and you it's harder to get that same level so yeah we love it and we did everything we could including standing around a 55 gallon drum full of crates <laughs> you know burning crates to be able to have a podcast freezing our nuts off um but yeah we it's it's really crazy in the time of covid 
um, yeah. to start looking forward to this shit, you know? But the I one- I do appreciate- you, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. No, I, I do appreciate you doing your uh, moto stories with Uncle Phil. I really yeah, enjoyed that YouTube very channel. much. Yes. Because like, it's like all the stories that you tell at the, uh, the regular podcast, but like serialized. So it's like the, the direct- and like the guy who like had food all over his shirt was trying to beat the dog <laughs> out of you. The worst customer ever. And I wanted to thank you yeah. for wearing a motorcycles and misfits shirt in, in that episode. <laughs> yeah. I I was like, I wonder if that's payback because I wore a Cleveland Moto shirt. You did. Yes, on, on one of our misfits. <laughs> well, and that's episodes. like and that's one of those we talk about the mutual appreciation yeah. society, the mutual admiration society. Because yeah, with Emma, I I know that ninety percent of the time I'm listening to Emma like paying attention to Emma like she's a four level class, a 400 level class on surviving a motorcycle dealership, right? And I know a lot of people, a lot of people are listening to find out like the right way to adjust their carburetor, but I'm listening to it to be like, how can I continue to wrench on motorcycles and not kill people? You know? Hey, <laughs> that's it's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a balancing act, Phil. And sometimes you just have to kill people. You know, Emma's you just had to talk me it. off the ledge a few times. Yeah. Well, wait, you brought me to the ledge too, jerk. I brought you to the ledge and then I talked you down. But, you know, I mean, the thing is, I've been on Phil's podcast. Mm -hmm. And I can exclusively reveal, we were talking about drinking earlier. There is more drinking <laughs> on the Cleveland Moto podcast, for sure. It's colder. But, yeah, it, no, it's, it's nutrition. It's, it's medicinal, darling. In um, Ohio, it's, a it's for the entertainment value. It's all need more psychedelics or something? Yeah. Yes, I think so. Oh, all I, I can tell so, you darling. is that, that bourbon makes me more interesting. <laughs> it's a fact. You know, one of... One of Talking about memories and back to and when we were out there, Phil, one of my favorite memories, and I wish we could have recorded it, reminded me of like coffee with uh, Jerry Seinfeld, whatever the fuck that was, was you and Emma in the car ride. I guess we were going to the airport and it was mm -hmm. raining or something. And you and Emma were just talking. <laughs> Do was it about the KLR? I think they were talking no, about the, the DRZ is a fucking scalpel. Oh, the DRZ, <laughs> right? Yeah, both Jim and anyway, I just it was sat just there. Phil like, and Emma oh. just chatting about motorcycles. I wish we'd recorded it. It was gold. I would spend a week with Emma, and we wouldn't know anybody else was in the room. No, absolutely yeah. not. I would be I completely mean, it, fine it, with that. Yeah. Yes, and uh, this just this such a, a, an amount of respect. I have for Phil um, because because of, of what you do I mean the, this guy has a successful dealership of off-brand <laughs> makes you know anybody can have a dealership where you sell Hondas and Yamahas and Suzukis but to actually have a successful dealership that you sell what you sell well, I think that it's very funny that this year we were the number one zero dealership east of the Mississippi. Honestly, you guys understand like our shop right now, our service department is full of like CB 350s and, you know, old 900s and like our service department out of eight lifts, seven of them are occupied by carburetors. And for zero to be in our house and for us to love zeros the way that we do, 
this has been the craziest part of my motorcycle history because I've had to completely change everything that I do. Like, and I love it. I absolutely dig it so much. I love digital motorcycles like nobody's business. I think they're the coolest thing in the fucking world because they do better out of the crate what I could make a normal motorcycle do with 200 hours of effort. Well, so, and you can ride them underwater, apparently. Can do. Don't wait. <laughs> Don't. Hold on. Don't do it. He's done it. He's done it. There's a picture. There's Just a picture. because you physically can doesn't mean you should. No, there's a picture where. No, the, but I can. The headlight is underwater. Oh. The headlight is completely underwater, and you see my hands above the water. Hmm. How much of the seat is puckered up your ass at that a moment? A lot. Because okay. here's, this is the fucked up thing: is what I forgot to take into consideration was that the 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 river has a bottom, and the bottom is not made of concrete. <laughs> and it turns out the bottom of a river is made of very slippery shit. Rad. And so, you know how yeah. many meetings we have to like prevent people like you doing things like this and trying to keep people safe? It's yeah, but, but he sold more bikes because security. of it. I've heard you say, <laughs> and it goes underwater. <laughs> and then when the guy comes back and he has giant scorch marks where his testicles used to be. Natural <laughs> selection. According to Zero, that was okay. And I was like, no, according to Phil, that was okay. He's yeah. full of shit. Don't listen to anything he says. Kat, you, you may want to take from this meeting, uh, uh, from this podcast and go to your next meeting say maybe more silicone just saying no, <laughs> oh god i think what i'm taking from it is that phil needs to apply to our r&d department <laughs> <laughs> well hey uh still going down the list you know what our, our number three uh show which is interesting to me uh this was podcast 358 so two before uh we shut down from rona the straight talk about aftermarket accessories mm. and uh emma you remember that was one when this is where we tap into emma's knowledge about all things aftermarket were you were you cringing when you listened to that one phil Yes, absolutely. <laughs> there are places that nobody should ever go in front of a camera or a microphone. <laughs> yes. And when you've got people listening to your podcast like Vetter, like, you know, the Vetter family, and you start going on about accessories, it's dangerous. You're hanging your ass in the wind. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's tough. Well, and then uh, I think, uh, Michael, you'll like this. Our number four most listened episode of Podcast 367 uh, the NEBDR with Jocelyn Snow. Yep. Yeah, nice. if you guys haven't seen that movie yet, it was featured in, uh, well, no, actually, we didn't play it in our film festival, did we? Yeah, I think it was in Black Hills. NEBDR with Jocelyn Snow is amazing. It's a fun film to watch and just even more badassery from her. And then... Yeah, it was that was in the film festival, right? Yeah, yeah. and then our... That's where she went over to jump and bounced off a tree. Bounced off a tree and kept it upright. Yes, exactly. No, but my favorite part was when they were trying to fix her panniers and she forgot to mention that she had bear spray in there that had gone off and the guy got bear spray on his hand and then he somehow scratched his nuts. Uh, oh, God. As, as guys do. Yeah. yeah. And then she made espresso on the trail. Uh, and then um, number 48 uh, is our fifth most listened to episode. And this one is actually one of my favorites. This one was the History Hole Bonanza. We know that Emma has these amazing history holes, but on this one, 
I You'll asked... be amazed what I keep in my holster. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember this one. I asked everyone to bring something. I remember I did mine on Evil Knievel toys. And uh, Jim, do you remember what you did yours on? It may have been the uh, frames. Uh... Oh, British Rickman frame oh, Rickman. Rick- yes, thank yeah, you. Yeah, and that, I think that mm. was a fun one because people just like to hear the stories and we kind of embraced the storytelling the way Emma does and all shared our version of things that we love. So that's our top five. Um, I don't know what our our least listened to episode. I think, I think it's commonly known that the worst podcast of all times is Phil's famous bus episode. So there's no reason for us to even throw one of ours in the running. No, that, that is probably the worst podcast ever recorded since the invention of podcasts. Uh, the, good news is, the good news is the eight people that were there will tell you that there were people naked. Yeah. There were fireworks in the bus. Um, the sheriffs came in and tried to get into the bus where we chased them out of the bus. And this all happened on mic. The problem was it sounded like it was a live recording from the Titanic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, Wait, but it still made you wish you were there. Yeah. It wasn't did. it wasn't there some like funny story about the, the tire blowing out and Bex coming out and you arguing with somebody? Oh, that was a, that was a different episode. That, that was, was a different our way time. back from AMA Vintage Days yeah. where we blew not one but two expensive bus tires yes. on a bus we had already sold. <laughs> so we ended up putting about nine hundred dollars back into a bus we were already losing money on. And we did that all in a very short period of distance. And we ex- kept exploding tires and it got, it went from being comical to stressful, to overwhelming, to like comical again. And <laughs> the problem was, you know, we were very worried about the state troopers showing up because I didn't have a license to drive the vehicle I was driving. Emma, Emma does was licensed to drive it. <laughs> yeah. I was, she was drunk. drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. And, and um, I, I'll have to say, I, I, I'm going to probably vote that that's one of Knox's most stressful experiences. Because even though I was a smart one who got on a motorcycle and went ahead and was at the house, and poor Knox was on the bus with you and like reporting to me. And poor Bagel was kind enough to ride his scooter, but stay with you guys yep. instead of abandoning ship, as I suggested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that was an adventure of the highest order by any standard but anybody who was on the bus with me will tell you that they got to hear my drill sergeant voice when i saw bex in a tutu in traffic so, oh god desperately to not get the attention of state troopers because we had drugs and, and alcohol <laughs> and other people in the bus. So we didn't need the state troopers popping in to check on us. And I'm guessing at least one inflatable sheep. Oh, many inflatable <laughs> sheep. We had a whole <laughs> hundred inflatable yeah. that's who, that's, yeah. That was the yeah. driver. <laughs> was not a, not a great situation like for police to appear. <laughs> So I, I ended up being that random Californian that had to take your uh, your truckload of dead ass bikes back to your house because we just we split. So I'm sitting here getting lost in Cleveland. I'm like, I don't know where the fuck I am. I don't know if I'm going to get shot or not because I'm obviously not a white guy driving a bunch of fucking what appears to be stolen ass uh, bicycle uh, motorcycles. You know. <laughs> I've got this uh, vision yeah, it was, of it was that. A great, uh, great adventure. I had this vision of that movie Airplane where he looks over and he's like, oh, we're on autopilot. And he looks over and it's that inflatable yeah. guy flying the plane. <laughs> yeah. He just looks over at him like this. And it's yeah. three inflatable sheep. 
Yeah. yeah. When, the, when the second, yeah, when the second tire blew, when the second yeah, he's tire got the blew, wheel. it's fine. And we were, we were sitting there, we're driving and we were so happy. We just spent a ton of money. We had, you know, good tires on the bus and we're hauling ass. And the second one blew. And when the second one blew, they, those are truck tires. It sounded like a bomb going off. But when that second one blew, I was like, fuck this. We are not going to get, we're not going to wait on the side of the road for two hours again for a hillbilly to come and bring us a tire. We're going to just limp it in. And we got off the freeway and we got into Amish country. And there we were in a fucking school bus, flat nosed <laughs> monster school bus with one flat tire just dug a 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 dug and we were holding it like 28 to 30 miles an hour and we just penetrated Amish country at a very low rate of speed and we with a lot of hate truck stop and we had to truck stop and I pulled up and I was like yeah we need a tire and it was the same son of a bitch at the truck stop that charged us 900 or 700 to change the last one oh man and I was like well the one you put on didn't blow but this other one did. So yeah, we were Well, half the people with us were vegans, so we couldn't eat at Wendy's properly or anything else. (laughs) We had to roam around and find food and shit. It was a fun adventure in retrospect. At the time, it sucked. Just takes a couple years to get that retrospect. It does. Well, um, going back to, you know, 400 episodes, um, and since we are doing Zoom, for the foreseeable future now, um, it, the one thing it does give us is the opportunity to have people from around the country on and to have more guests. I want to know from each of you if there's somebody that you would like to see us get as a guest on the show whose story you'd like us to share. Anyone have any suggestions? Yeah, no. Yo, Mike. Oh, Keanu? We, yeah. Mike, don't... <laughs> We learned our Listen, lesson with him. We, need a I, we got banned we from the quail for a whole year Listen, because of that. Because of, you. Because, of you. because of you. And you need to take for good responsibility for yourself. And we need Dude. to call the podcast Redemption. Redemption. I but, agree but with redemption. Mike. Ash redemption. Mike invented. And Mike I'll tell you, in that particular episode, Mike invented invasive journalism. <laughs> I would like to point out, though, that every single person we've asked that question, be it Craig Vetter, Norman Reedus, whoever, they have answered it. Keanu is the only one who did I penetrated that interview. <laughs> like you penetrated the Amish. Okay. All right. Keanu so, is on the um, list. Emma, who's on your I've list? Got a, I've got a couple of suggestions. Yeah. Both races. Ooh, okay. um, I'm writing them down. I would love to interview Dave Aldana. Okay. Oh, yeah, cool. Totally. Um, wild man. Absolute wild man. But the other name is a name you will have never heard. But all our British listeners right now of a certain age are going to go, oh. Um, did you know that Norton used to make um, rotary engine motorbikes? No. Wankel engine bikes. Wow. Well, Norton used to make Wankel engine bikes in the early 90s, and they used to make damn fast Wankel engine race bikes in the early 90s. And one of the most successful racers of those bikes was a guy called Trevor Nation. And he was just wickedly quick. And I would love to interview Trevor Nation. All right, Trevor Nation, where is he out of? Hmm. He's English, of course. Okay. And and the other thing, too, that's fun about that story is um, Emma will tell you that during that time of racing, that was when rotaries were starting to be outlawed. 
Yep, because that was so quick. They were so fucking fast. And they were trying to slot them in different categories and different classes. And every time somebody would trot out a rotary, and that's why Norton still had their shit together in the early 90s when their manufacturing of like uh, what you would call commercial motorcycles had pretty much dropped off at that point. But their race team was still showing up on those motorcycles with those rotaries because they were dominant. It was fantastic. Right, winning everything. So I'm interested, Phil. Have you heard that name before? I have. And so because that was a perfect time for me, that was the time when I was a young adult. I was living in Europe at the time watching the racing and I was fascinated by the, the rotaries because at the time I was really into, you know, Mazda cars and right. uh, to watch the motorcycles go around. Nobody could put these things in the right class. And it was really fun to watch that new technology give everyone else problems. And, you know, these, they were just crushingly handsome bikes and nothing looked like them, nothing sounded like them, and nothing could catch them. I mean, it was just really a glorious time in, in bike racing. Yeah, they were wonderfully fast machines for the hour and a half that they would run. Well, <laughs> yeah. That's a wonderful <laughs> su- suggestion. I want to know, Rick, who do you want to see on this show? Who, me? Or, or a story. It doesn't have to be a person. It could be a story we're sharing about, like a bike or an engine or a thing or, you know, a helmet, yeah, whatever. Um, I mean, we can recycle and have people back, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. yeah. After Eric was we here. We had Cody Webb. Okay. Yeah. So, du- double deuce. Yeah, so, Cody Webb double dumped. <laughs> I like it. Um, after Eric Buell was here, I went to work talking with my boss, Mr. Carlo, who is a, a motorcycle racing man, knowing the drag strip very well. And uh, he told me about a pie fight that happened in New Hampshire where his friend Fatty threw a pie in Eric's face. And, you know, I know this is years later, but I just wanted to ask about that. I think it's really important, you know, and he didn't say fuck off at the end of it. So I kind of feel like, you know, might be open to it. That is something I love um, when we bring on uh, people who are like back in the day, you know, and like even just talking to Mert Law, I loved it when he talked about bringing Evil Knievel home after he broke his leg at the Cow Palace and he said he was the biggest pain in the ass. (laughs) I've heard some Knievel stories from my boss, Liz, I'll have to tell you at some point. Um, Uh, Offline. Yeah, well said. Yeah. All right. Uh, Mike, I got a, I got uh, a couple. Oh, oh yeah, go ahead. Well, let me. Well, I was, was oh, going to throw out. Let me. Uh, I want to see hear from uh, Mike or Charlie. Do you have anyone that you're kind of a story you'd like to hear or share? No, we know nothing about motorcycles. Yes. Well, I learned so much about motorcycles from listening to the podcast. Okay. I don't know shit about anyone until you guys bring them on here. And then I'm like, wow, oh, they're the coolest person. Ever. I don't know. More women badasses? Yeah, you know, you know who I have on my list. Maybe not a lot of you have heard of uh, Jenny Tinmouth. Do you guys have you guys heard of her? She's a British uh-huh. racer, um, total badass. She does everything. Uh, but I believe she's yeah, she does everything. Um, you know what? Actually, I just thought of one. Um, yeah? There's a company that I found out about recently that I'm like absolutely in love with. They're called Not a Boy LA, and they make oh, yeah? women's motorcycle accessories and stuff, um, and gear and stuff. I just got uh, for Christmas some little um, uh, tire valve covers. Oh, do they have penises on them? 
No, they have little oh. flames and they're like purple and they're super cute and they have all kinds of little things like that. And I think that they're super cool. They've been doing cool things with their company and they're very small. So I'd love to hear their right. story. Not a boy in LA. That's a good one. on my shovel head for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think Jim recently found the penis valve stem I put on his uh, one of his bikes. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure how long it was there. <laughs> about <laughs> two how months. How short was it there? Which you love especially months. when you're about like, oh, I haven't ridden this bike in a while. I think it was the FZ. <laughs> FZ. Take it out for, oh, there's a, yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I've got a little I'll green cock on the back of my SRF. So one of the ones that Liza gave me, mm-hmm. um, whatever that was, I've got one of those little green cocks on my SRF. Yes. And every once in a while I park up and somebody's like, oh, then, you know, people are always looking because it's an interesting, weird bike. And they'll come up and they'll be checking the bike out. And I've got like a Frankenstein sticker on it. And I've got this little dick, you know, and they, it is hilarious that people are like, oh, nice valve, you know, nice valve cap. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's it's a. But my friend Liza gave it to me, so it's cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, Liza, I might need one of these dick caps. I mean, oh, okay. They're this sounds fun. like something I'm left out of. You know, you know, it's really circumcised to run. This will just tell you how twisted I am, Phil. When the uh, Women Riders World Relay happened, I had people borrowing all of my bikes to ride, and so I put the dick. Dick stems caps on all of them. So I dicked my own bikes for the women riders world they ride. You know, to to segue from the dicks, there is you can take a KN oil filter for the bikes. We've seen them with the nut on the end, you know. That is aching to a nipple. If you stare at that thing dead on and it's got like an areola around it. And my buddy got some one shot paint once and hit it. Now, to make it better, there's a side hole through the nut to speed wire it on your bike yep, right. that a 14-gauge barbell fits right through. Nice. So I had a piercing <laughs> nipple filter on my Dyna, which just sticks out to the left, hanging out there. Perfect. And, uh, nice. That was one Karen, that you at, too. You talked about the dick and people look at your bike, what the hell's this, you know? Like... Every now and then when they catch a titty, that was one to know. <laughs> That's a good thing. And that K&N filter, that K&N filter will lactate on you. Trust me, it will. Yes, it yes. will. Careful. It's not as robust as you would oh think. No. They, in fact, they'll I've seen it in Corbin's parking lot. Yes. Yeah. Do not twist those nipples. That was, that, that was Henry's bike. Remember All right, Megan, Henry's this is your, just your chance. Anyway. You said lactating nipple. That's your cue. <laughs> I have nothing to add. <laughs> nothing has changed, has it? <laughs> We're still just oh imbeciles. Jim, what was it that you wanted to throw out there? Okay, I'm, you're not, you're not going to get a twofer. You're going to get a threefer. Okay. Oh, boy. All right, so my first suggestion is back to Rally for Rangers because it, it's just so cool. Yeah. Interview a ranger. Maybe, mm-hmm. uh, you know, me and Norman will ride out there later next year. <laughs> He's still pitching. We'll interview, interview a rain, ranger that got a bike. And, hey, what have you done with this bike in the last two yeah. or three years or year that has been significant, right? I bet that would be really fascinating. Okay, here's my, my twofer one. And, Phil, let me know what you think. We go to Corbin's and we interview Mike Corbin and Sonny Barger at the same time. At the same time. Right. At the same time. At the same exact time. Yeah. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to leave that there. Sonny yeah. and Mike at yeah. the same time. Yeah, I think that's that fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, I, I, I love everything about that. I think that the idea of getting those two guys together at the exact same moment would be fucking brilliant. So that, I mean, that's yeah. cool. And, and think, honestly, they're both at the point of don't give a fuck. So, yeah. You know. Cool. I think that's cool. Some of the people that run the OHV parks. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, yeah. I've tried doing that actually. I've tried getting the Ranger from Hollister on a couple times, but thank you for reminding me. Um, I gotta, I gotta be more persistent with that one. Um, mm. Bagel, what about you? You got any, anyone you think are any stories that we should tell? Oh man, um, I was trying to think if there, if there was something that 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 would come to mind. Trip um, club in Portland. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll keep my eyes open to see if I can can uh, can see if find anybody up here who's worth uh, worth talking to. There might be there are a bunch of like little independent shops around here, uh, which you have been meaning to uh, kind of kind of go around to and stop in and say hi. Uh, I just haven't had a chance yet with you know everything that's been going on with getting settled into the house and COVID and all that. But um, but yeah, I'll keep my eyes open to see if uh, we have any good uh, good folks up here to talk to. Yeah, that would be a good one. I was trying to find Phil. I do have a picture of me. I uh, I can't find it fast enough. Uh, Emma, you were there. I think it's me, Craig Vetter, Mike Corbin, and Sonny Barger all together. It's oh, like, yeah. Oh. I remember so, so that very, very well. What made me think of this is I was watching a documentary on Hunter S. Thompson the other day, which is brilliant. If you haven't watched it, the Hunter S. Thompson documentary is really good. And he starts talking about the Hells Angels and everything else. And it was such a cool slice of California and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, yeah. Oh, and you know what? what? But I had a picture of, I'm sorry, what made me think of it was Emma kissing Sonny on the face. Yeah. Like a big old smooch around the side of Sonny's bald head. Hey, honey, remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've got, a, I've got a photograph of it. And I posted that picture um, on my profile on the Book of Faces. And it was one of my most popular pictures. You're um, welcome. <laughs> yeah, and you took it. And if you look at the picture carefully, I mean, obviously, front and center is me planting a big old smoochie on um, uh, um, on Sunny. Yeah. But right behind him, there's a <laughs> there's a prospect who looks like he's ready to smash my face in. <laughs> You're being watched, Emma. Well, you know, it's it's whenever Sonny moves around, you know, there's always like a gazillion prospects around him, right. and sure it's like that's their dude. job. And I will say, Emma, you were not the only hot chick that planted a kiss on Sonny's bald head that day. No, I wasn't. There were there was a, a oh, plethora of her. <laughs> you know, there was a few of us, but I was the hottest of them all, darling, as I always am. Agreed. I hope you take your pills. <laughs> Be sure you don't know what's going on. Um, with those people. You were the only one that kickstarted a cowie to get there that day. So, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Sure. Probably the first time Sonny's been close to a real mechanic in a long time. <laughs> so well, I've got a, I've got a copy of his uh, what might be a cinematic debut, Hell's Angels on Wheels. Oh yeah, yeah. that's yeah. great. That's a great watch. Yeah. Well, what year was that made, Bagel? Is that like 67, 68? Yeah, like 66 or 67, I forget. But yeah, It was early. Was... Yeah, great yeah. scenes of San Francisco. Oh, oh really yeah. Cool. It's like Bullet with motorcycles. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some of the coolest choppers ever are in that one. Too, yeah. yeah. Amazing bike. Horrible plot. Amazing bikes. Oh, there's a plot? I thought it was like watching porn. You know, I wasn't yeah, pretty plot. much. It's kind, of, it's kind of like watching Stone. I was just fascinated with the bikes. I have no idea what the movie was about. <laughs> so, the bikes. I, I have a question for the group 
and I'm kind of looking at Bagel because you obviously like these kind of films and Ricky you might know so you know in the late 60s there was a ton of these I suppose you'd want to call them you know Hell's Angel exploitation films where there was Wait. always the bike gang and so on and the so forth exploitation Yep. Yeah, let's call them that. <laughs> and I vividly remember one film, and again, it had a very, very loose plot, but I can remember one of the, the films, one of the bike gang had a chopped triumph, and it was always breaking down. And So it was a real movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It's a very realistic movie. And at the end of the movie, there's this big fight between rival gangs, and they all die, except the very, very closing credits of the film. This guy rides in because his, his triumph broke down on the way to the, to the, to the fight. Does that ring any bells with anybody? Ooh. And he's the only survivor? He's the only survivor because he had a chronically unreliable Triumph chopper. Emma, <laughs> if you Prime Hole, there's there's a couple of biker exploitation flicks definitely in there. You know, I've seen shit that I never heard of again after watching it in that hole. Well, I've got to be honest with you. I mean, I might have eaten cheese at bedtime and dreamt it all. It's possible. <laughs> well, strange things have happened. You know, there's mushrooms growing in the yard and tra-la-la and Emma's your auntie. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you guys if, won if, for free, this is an absolute favorite. I, I'm certain that none of you have seen this movie. This movie is called The Pink Angels. Okay. The reason you have to watch this movie is because there is a gay biker gang that is almost exclusively riding Neepner sidecar rigs. Oh. <laughs> and this is from that 1969 <laughs> era sure. of extraordinarily bad, extraordinarily bad biker movies. So the Pink Angels, seriously, watch it because it is terrible but once you realize that they made it and it got built you're actually going to sit in astonishment it's it's better than wonder woman 1984. should we dress okay. up like rocky horror picture show no they but dress up can. like lemmy from motorhead <laughs> oh fitchin oh ace of spades yeah, Boots it's and hats. really good Man. I'm, I'm gonna give a bonus point now to anyone on this podcast yeah. except Phil. Oh man. Who can S tell me Lemmy's last name? Kilmeister. Oh, oh, oh didn't see that one coming, did you? <laughs> that was good. That did was you? Good. <laughs> oh. I was watching that damn documentary an hour ago. I'm yeah. full of surprises. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I can name all the Backstreet Boys and Lemmy's last name. That's right. Okay, but you guys totally win because uh, the the documentary I watched the other day was the Evil Knievel documentary yeah. done yes. by our friend Richard Hammond. And so he did this documentary that he went out to Montana yeah. and he shot the last footage of Evil before he died. And this documentary features a bit with Debbie Lawler. Mm. So oh, how wow. cool is that? that they get her interview talking about Evil Knievel in kind of her world with him. So that's a really good one. And that's all done by Richard Hammond from Top yes. Gear. 
That's a fun. Yeah, goal. cool. Yeah, that is cool. Hey, um, before we get too far, uh, close, we're getting close to the end. I want to do do a listener email is asking for some help. Uh, and this one is from Buddy in Detroit, and he says, "Hey, Buddy, what do I do with my life now?" Uh, he says, "I'm tr- mm, I'm trying to see what to I do with my life now that I have listened all the way through the Motorcycles and Misfits catalog. Um, <laughs> I started no, I started listening to Motorcycle Podcasts in 2016. I've listened through Cafe Racer, Wheel Nerds, and Cleveland Moto, and then Ooh. I found you guys thanks to Uncle Phil." Hey. Yeah. And he says, the best I think, thing I ever did was send people to you. Thank you. He <laughs> says, I think Nokomoto is next. I listened to podcasts for a year before I convinced my wife to let me get a license. And then another year before I got my 2009 Triumph Speedmaster. So far, the bike has been great, been doing minor wrenching and going to replace my chain and sprocket this winter. I have a slight leak around the top of the engine. I think it's the cam cover gasket. Uh, one of my highlights was when I was working in Reno and I rented a Bonneville and went around Lake Tahoe and Silver City. Thank you guys for all your inspiration to rent to wrench on my bike and hours of entertainment. Happy 400th episode from Buddy. Oh, right thank on. you, Buddy. So That's what awesome, does he do? I, I have a suggestion. <clears throat> Buy a piece of shit bike. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's actually a really good hey, suggestion. Mike, I'm going to put my yeah. helmet on too. Um, my suggestion is there's even more content on YouTube and, and you got the Unky Phil stories there, which, um, are just an, is, is an addition to what you already talked about on the podcast. Um, as well as you can get more Miss Emma on our, our YouTube channel, as well as a lot of the stuff that Mike did of all these misfits have at one time been on our YouTube channel. So that's another thing. And you can listen to youtube you don't always have to be watching so that's something that's that's worth doing i would say phil you got any more recommendations of what he should do with his life you know what that's that buy a shitty bike man just yeah. buy a really just buy a fuck i mean i'm sorry buy a buy a piece of history <laughs> get something that has a dollar value as close to zero as possible just get something that is like it's just screaming of tetanus. Kind of has the license plate. I mean, like something Zach would ride. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> the first time you see Zach's Miss bike, Zach. when you see Zach's bike, you know he's the most interesting guy in the room. I, that thing is badass. Everyone who's ridden that bike is like, I don't know if I want to ride that. And they ride it and they get off of it and they're like, that's a good bike. Yeah. That's a good bike. <laughs> you know, we've had a lot of shit. Rides great. <laughs> we've had a lot of piece of shit bikes that just keep giving and are still fun. But I have to say, the person who wins the award for the biggest piece of shit bike they ever brought to the garage and never rode away is James. For James, what? That Chinese bike that you bought. That, that was perfectly like rideable. rideable. That was rideable. That what was it like a Chongqing? Chongqing or some Ponzen or something? It was. It still lives in Santa Cruz. I, I saw it. It's still alive with a new motor. So someone wow. took the time to swap a motor into it. And oh, it's still registered in your side. name. <laughs> the the power of good paperwork. <laughs> I mean, we've learned a lot from Phil, who shares with us the, the do's and don'ts of motorcycle buying, and one of them is never buy Chinese. And James, you kind of proved the point when you brought that here. I didn't buy it though; it was given to me. Okay. So. Ah, there you go. That's fine. You have yes. That's fine. Don't don't buy Chinese, but you can borrow it anytime you want. Exactly. Um, yeah. So we're gonna bring like six Chinese 125s to AMA Vintage Days next year. Oh no. 
Yes. Uh, <laughs> That'll be fun. Nice. And you know, and I think another valuable lesson that people have learned from both of our shows, uh, Kat, you can chime in here, is don't buy an old zero. Um, I wouldn't say don't. I have an old zero. Yeah. And um, I think that there's something to be said for a range of 30 uh, miles. Um, well, okay, so yeah, the, the range <laughs> we, of no, it's wheeling past nowhere, Mike's house. Like, I'm not using it to go cross country. I'm using it to rip around in the hills right. and wheelie and... past my house. I'm not, I'm past not my... doing that. I'm not doing that. I mean, if you want to go across country, yeah, don't buy an old zero. I mean, you could and and eat your way across the country and stop at every cafe, but. I, I think that my old zero is great <laughs> because it was uh, free. It, no, it was not free. Okay. It, uh, it, it, uh, let's see, how do I explain it? It gets you from point A to point B in the most enthusiastic and, um, helium feeling inducing way. And that is worth its go. weight in gold. No, so what I can imagine. Zero. Yeah. When I, when, and can I know more or less where zero and cat lives up in the mountains, if you're going to ride a, a, a fast bike really fast for a short distance, she has the commute for sure. I do. I have I have the perfect ratio of twisties, elevation changes, and it only takes me, well, okay, so <laughs> legally it takes me 12 minutes to get to work. <laughs> and, uh, What's the hypothetical time? <laughs> hypothetical time it could be like somewhere around like six minutes and 45 seconds not that i've timed yeah. it <laughs> yeah, i was gonna that say road too they repaved that road it's smooth oh yes so they did <laughs> i was gonna say just just cat's driveway has twisties and elevation change and turns and blind corners that's and just gravel. a driveway so much oh, gravel yes at the bottom when you're trying to stop that's all that's yeah. good yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think we're we're bringing this show to a wrap. I, I, I want to thank all of you misfits for joining us. Um, you know, the, the I think the reason people enjoy our show because of all that you bring. Every single one of you has brought something to it. Your story, your your jokes, um, just your yeah. Everything. I it's hard to describe. I mean, Phil, you know, there's a chemistry here and you get all these crazy people and we just have so much fun and uh so i just wanted to thank each one of you and all the other misfits that's uh been on the show except for faith okay I'm <laughs> <laughs> okay. that, that oh, i think yeah. that would be our one worst episode right. the faith god. episode to god <laughs> my goodness yeah. where's lucas i'd forgotten about that lucas <laughs> uh he was invited but he's i think he's a I night crawler He's in prison in Russia, I think. We don't know. Yeah. He's living a secret life. There's a couple misfits that are living these secret lives now. Yes. But I think one, if I could chip in, I think one of the reasons our show is so loved and is so successful, and I'm making two very big presumptions there, that people actually enjoy our show. And the fact that we've still got listeners after 400, some people really must. It's what it says on the box. We are misfits, every single one of us. But it doesn't matter because we love 
motorbikes. And that's by far the most important thing. Because you know what? I mean, out there, there aren't such thing as perfect people. Nobody's living a perfect life, except maybe for the Mirandas. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's living Someone's got to do it, life. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Look but, at that garage. You know, we are very, very much misfits. And in certain parts of society, they would probably run us out of town with flaming torches. But it doesn't matter because together, you know, we make this thing happen. I think it's wonderful. I'm, I'm really, I'm really missing the garage right now. We haven't had the garage open for two or three weeks, and I'm missing it more than I could possibly imagine. And I miss being in a studio with everyone as well. I agree absolutely 100% with what Phil says. The closest you can get with Zoom is 30%. And, you know, 30% of what we normally do is quite a lot, but I'd rather be in a studio with everyone. I agree. And and the other thing, too, just having, you know, people like Kat and Megan and James on here haven't been on the show for a while. It just reminds me that we did kind of create like this weird family and Zach too. And it's like, and then they come back and it's like, no time has passed. Like everyone Uh is still the same. We're this weird family. Just enjoy one another. So friends, old friends. That's accurate. Exactly. So, you know what? Um, just a big thanks to all of you and especially to all of our listeners. And, uh, you know, we've been doing this because we love doing it and we love also the, there's so many misfits out there who feel like they're a part of it. I think, Phil, you're probably the only other show that's same uh, sense that when I'm listening to your show, I feel like I'm sitting there, you know, yeah. with you guys in the garage shooting shit. This and is, and I'm shouting, church, I'm shouting all the time things like I'm like, there are times I, I should text him and I'm like, no, I hate it when people do it to me. They're listening to the show from like radio, two months man. ago Yell and they'll text radio. me something like, yeah. you should have said this. Like, right. I, I've, <laughs> yeah. I've moved on. I take strong issue with shit you say every single week. And then I realize it's not live. (laughs) I know, but we have fun and hopefully everyone out there enjoys it as much. And, uh, you know, and that we, we recognize that there are misfits everywhere. And even though we've all spent time together and, and bonded, that's another thing that I look forward to when we go out to an event or something and somebody can walk up. I mean, it happened to me in England, you know, at, except at, for Paul, except for Paul. Yeah. yeah except, no fuck, shit, Paul. fuck Paul. <laughs> but you know, you go to an event and somebody walks up and it's like, you have an old friend there. And even though you don't really know them, they, they know you through sharing your stories and you feel like they're one of us if they're if they're listening, you know? The guy go, Hey, are you Liza from the Misfits, eh? <laughs> they all say exactly the same thing. They all just look at me and God, say, it was oh, like not. being there. Who did that voice? <laughs> Who did that? That was me. When people become pleasantly underwhelmed <laughs> when they meet us. Like Keanu. <laughs> yes. Well, the favorite thing about doing the little penny tours is that when people come, they're like, oh, it's so much smaller than I thought. What's that smell? (laughs) No, that's only when you're here. Um, Those people are like, hey, I heard you guys, I heard you guys sold weed. I'm like, "Mm." where's knock? Where's knock? Smoke weed every day. Now they're the penny tours. 
<laughs> well, and just a reminder to everyone, I mean, Phil, James, all you guys, um, we're still doing this every week. If you want to be a part of it, let me know. I'll send you a link. You're more than welcome. You know, once you've been on two shows, you're a misfit. You're you're in. So, uh, and hopefully we can uh, get the garage back open and get things back to a little, a little closer to where they were, especially since I got a slip and slide now. Thank you. And right. So, and um, Phil, I wanted to say I have got some fresh Newcastle brown in the pantry outside. Nice. So anytime you want me back mm -hmm. on okay. Cleveland Moto, um, I'll line up the Newcastle Browns and join you. And, uh, that's fantastic. And I've got and a, get I've drunk. Got, <laughs> I got a bottle of gin this big that's got just a touch of rohypnol in it, so it's perfect. Ooh, ah. <laughs> you could seduce it. <laughs> <laughs> so hold on. The, the criteria for Cleveland Moto is you need like a breathalyzer. You need to be at like a certain alcohol level. And no, then you're no, yeah. I mean, you need to be interesting. Just light on fire. Yeah. You just need to be <laughs> interesting, mic, Mike. And that's your why your mic gets turned off until yeah. you hit a certain amount. And you can you have to keep it. showing. Right, you just need two mic. fingers. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I tell a one-minute story that okay. is probably going to be of some amusement to people? So um, way back when, and we're talking very, very early 80s, my local boozer that I used to go to in England, which was frequented mostly by bikers, got something of a reputation of bikers getting completely drunk and then smashing up their bikes on the way home. And so the landlord thought he would be responsible by actually getting a breathalyzer in the pub so you could blow into the breathalyzer and get the reading to know if you were okay to ride home and it sure. backfired completely because we used to have a competition to see you could get the highest and i have seen grown men carried over to the machine <laughs> helped by their friends and it's like my god he should be dead thing is the machine was not there they would not have drank nearly as much right exactly. but because you wanted the high score on the machine we're so, all winners uh, damn it but you if he had a triumph chopper, home, right? <laughs> oh, he had a triumph chopper, he'd make it home. Yes. That's funny. Or not. As long as he rewired it, it had nothing to do with anything original. At least he'd miss the fight, you know? I'll tell you, right. I've, I've so, had many um, Yeah, so <laughs> we, right. for, for our misfits listening, we have some homework. Number one, if anybody can remember that film, where the one character had a chronically unreliable triumph chop and showed up late, please let me know the name of it. And then the second is, um, if anybody knows where Trevor Nation is, um, by the way, Phil, nice triumph. But if anybody knows the whereabouts of Trevor Nation in 2020, we would love to interview you, darling. Hey, and you can send that to Recycle Motorcycle Garage at gmail.com. And we'd like to, sh you know, share, like you to share your stories too. Send in your recommendations of who we should have on the show, what topics we should talk about, what what Emma should pull out of her hole, that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, there's a lot more in there, Phil. There's a lot more. I in have there. a I have a oh, quick request. Yeah. Um, Micah and Charlie, by the way, have got their own show going on in their world of motorcycle training yeah. and motor. Like seriously, mm -hmm. these guys. Every time they're on, I fucking love it because they bring to your show something about one Micah's journey on her own. So mm -hmm. what she accomplished is 
awesome. That's that's fucking pivotal. So that's amazing right off the shoot. But what's really cool is that they're taking the time to train people and they have people getting into that and they are literally helping the thing. I am going to make motorcycling worse for the rest of my life. <laughs> my, <laughs> high point was, my high point was like 1995, right? <clears throat> so like 95, I was helping. I was an MSF instructor. Like I was all of the good things. But since then, I've gone downhill and now I'm just a force of evil for the motorcycle industry and you're like fuck it do the burnout do the burnout that's, that's exactly right and i'm gonna say do that again because you didn't crash spectacular will enough. it flip right. will it flip exactly. <laughs> so so mike so, and charlie see what you get to, that's I'm what you so look forward to impressed that i'm so fucking impressed that these guys are legit out of your household like out of the misfits camp has come this you guys have continued to build better motorcyclists. You have made more motorcyclists. You've created them from nothing. You've brought them in. You gave them gear. You sent them to training. And you've got people in your house that make the shit better. And that's really saying something. I'm going to keep tearing it down. You keep building it up. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks nice. for saying that. That's such a cool shout out. By the way, I made stickers recently that say, uh, ride like a girl so if people want stickers hit me up on instagram at ponytail underscore syndrome and i'll see if i can send you <laughs> show them the stickers. syndrome nice yeah, somewhere else i don't know so <laughs> i i think you guys i think we're gonna wrap up episode 400 again thanks everyone for joining us normally we say your names as we exit i'm gonna do it a little bit different this time uh, i'm just gonna give a you know some thanks and then when i say the the tagline i just want everybody to join in with our you know the cool cool you guys got that right big loud cool cool i think that'll be great oh good sticker so are you um, talking to me <laughs> yeah i'm talking to you <laughs> Um, thank you again to all of you misfits, all the past misfits, to Norman for joining us. How cool was that? I think you guys were a really little bit cool. surprised. Nice. Yeah. Hello. I told you I had something big up my sleeve. Um, He's so chill. You're really friendly with the mic there, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to all the listeners who stuck with us, um, just and all the misfits out there uh, for sticking with us. We're just going to keep doing this as long as we can. That's the plan for now. So on that note, I think we're ready to get out of here. Thanks, everyone. Come on. <laughs>